Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Charlie's Angle. I am your host, Charlie Crable, and with me, as always, is my co-host, producer, and initial show sponsor, Jeff Pitcher. Hello there. Since we all know what this episode is going to be about, I'm just going to go ahead and take a little bit of the housekeeping as normal. Um, as always, we do post our uh, links to our shows uh, multiple times throughout the week. Uh, give them a listen and share them if you like them. It's a good way to get the word out and build the audience and you know generate some discussion. We'd love to hear some feedback from you. You can message us through Facebook and also charliesangle1776 at gmail.com is a good way to get a hold of us. We would just love to hear from you regarding any comments, questions, concerns, criticisms, praises, cookie recipes, whatever you want. We'll yeah, I'm cookie recipes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in. Share cookie recipes Please. with us. Leave an iTunes review with a cookie recipe. Yes, absolutely. So anything we, you know, we would just love to hear from you guys. Um, so, anyways, before we just dive in today, um, I'm going to acknowledge right out of the gate that we fully understand that this podcast episode may not age well by the end of the week but it's okay because i think that we still have plenty to talk about you know we normally record on tuesdays but i really wanted to wait until you know the day after just so that we can look at an immediate aftermath of what happens uh what, what's happened i have a few thoughts on the matter um i'm sure jeff does too i mean we were texting each other semi-frequently last night you know about what was going on um, you, were, you were up late yeah for me i was up <laughs> way late uh so, but, you know, I mean, I, I think my bedtime is around the same as what Joe Biden's probably is. 8.30. 8.30. Grandpa o'clock. Dinner at four. <laughs> but, but you know, I mean, and so we obviously we saw a little bit of a different, um, you know, result than when we woke up this morning than when we went up to bed. But I do think that uh, there are a couple of things that are very, very clear right now. Let me first say that uh, the closeness of the race doesn't surprise me at all. And I really, really, really want to just get into this, you know, first of all, because I want to talk about the polls to come right straight out, because this is the second straight election where the polls were just so ridiculously wrong again as they were in 2016. Now, that said, I might as well say right flat out, we were talking about a little bit before we hit the record button and everything like that. I went into Election Day thinking that Trump was going to win. I'm actually now leaning more towards, I think that Joe Biden is going to pull this off. And I think that the final electoral vote tally will be 270, which is the bare minimum you need to win. Joe will get 270. Trump will get 267. And the Republican Party is going to lose their minds if that happens. Yeah, and that's going to be that. That's that's as the map currently stands, right? That's as the map okay. currently stands here. Now, listen, I understand right now that we have some races that are very, very close to call. There are others that still have not been called, but I think that you probably could right now because I don't see much movement. Like Alaska, uh, the, Alaska should have been called already. Yeah, I mean, why Alaska isn't called is is beyond me. I mean, only forty five are reporting, but it's sixty two to thirty three percent. There's no way. Well, and 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 Fox News went ahead, and I'm going after Fox on a little bit on this one from last night. We'll get into polls in a second, but I like Arizona had just closed. They looked at just like a handful of votes and called the state for Biden. Yep. I mean, now look at. I understand. I mean, they were right. They were right on this one. You know, uh, I do believe that Arizona is going to wind up going to Biden. The two, I'll tell you right now, Trump is going to win Pennsylvania, New North Carolina, and, and Georgia. He's going to win those states. I realize that 
you know, I mean, Georgia's probably... Uh, they're actually both... Oh, they're only two points away from each they're, other. They're not. They're, it is. But I think that they're going to just wind up pulling it out. I mean, yeah. you've got so many reports. You know, and also in North Carolina, you had a very hotly contested uh, Senate seat that the Republican looks like he's going to win. Um, so I do think that, you know, he if we look, we're, we've got some maps up here right now. And so they're. Yeah, the Google map. Uh, Google might be a super liberal, liberal organization. But, but the they, map is great. The map is great and unbiased. <laughs> it is. And well, so, it's from the alternative press, I think, or the Associated Press. Probably the AP, which is yeah. relatively okay. Alternative but, press is, is different. Yeah. Now, if you look at North Carolina here, I mean, you know, Tom Tillis is in a very, very hotly contested race, but he looks like he's going to pull that off. And I think that, you know, a lot of times, it, you know, if the Republicans are coming out, and plus it's a southern state. And I mean, I think, I think of all the southern states, North Carolina and Georgia are probably the closest to purple. That we have right now, I mean, Barack Obama did win North Carolina in 2008, so I don't think that it's, I, I don't think that it's going to be, you, you know, I, you know, it could go either way. Georgia yeah, and, they, has, and they have a they have a um, a Democratic governor. They do, but they're a relatively conservative state. So it is it, it is, a, and that, yeah. it's the same thing that you're seeing in Georgia too. I mean, you have a lot of the explosion of growth that's been happening, you know, in the Atlanta metro area and things like that, which is naturally bringing you know, a little bit more of a diverse population to that. And, 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 and they were finding even in Georgia, just outside of Atlanta, you know, even in the suburbs where, you, you know, I mean, Biden was performing really well in those suburbs where Hillary Clinton didn't the last time. So, I mean, I think that that's what puts, you know, Georgia into play. Right now, though, as it stands, I think that the only real toss-ups right now are probably Michigan and Nevada. Um, and the thing is, is that in order for Biden, basically as the map stands now, Biden has to win both Wisconsin and Michigan and Nevada to get it. So that's the only thing that makes Pennsylvania, you know, it, it won't matter to him in the end. Um, it might bruise his pride a little bit. But now I understand I understand in Pennsylvania that there are a lot, you know, more, more than a million uh, uncounted ballots still in Pennsylvania. We're not going to know about that stuff until probably till later in the week, which we're going to talk about that now because I got a real problem with the way these things are being reported to um, by by elections, by the states, not by the necessarily the media here. But in Pennsylvania, you know, you had a lot. But. Donald Trump's lead has consistently been around 600,000 votes in Pennsylvania from the time that the polls closed until, you know, I mean, he's had a pretty sizable lead. To be honest with you, I think that if that state was trending blue, they would have called it for Biden early. Um, but I do think that, I, you know, I just... I. I realize that Biden, it's mathematically possible for him to overcome that lead. I just don't think that it's going to necessarily happen because he's going to have to get almost all of those, you know, absentee, uncounted ballots to break for him. Yeah, he'd need probably 700. Well, there's only a million left, right? There's it's, about a million left, so it pretty much has to be like, like a... Close to 800,000 to get them all. To, to, you know, or, you know to, to, to win it, he'd have to get that... It, he that basically would majority. have to get a, he would have to get eighty percent. Now I'm going to acknowledge that a lot of those ballots are in the Philadelphia area, which does tend to be very heavily blue, um, you know, naturally. But I just it, if I'm going to tell you right now, if Biden does wind up being declared the winner of that state, that's the one state that I can actually think there's a legitimacy to call shenanigans on that one. 
because I just I, I just don't see it happening. You know, just I mean, years and years of observing elections and stuff like that. That kind of a lead with absentees and uncounted ballots. I understand that it's a national, you know, it's a statewide election and there are a lot of votes being cast, but I, I find it very unlikely. It's a very wide lead. It's a very wide lead. Whereas you know, now we look at Nevada. Trump or Biden is barely leading him by eight thousand votes. Uh, you know, and they're not doing anything with it till Thursday. So we'll we'll see what happens there. But I mean, it just you know, I mean, Nevada's run by the labor union, so I think that it wouldn't be a surprise if that thing winds up going, you know, Democratic or anything like that. Um, you know, so I mean, right now it's kind of interesting the way this is. But I do think that uh, I I do think that Biden's going to win. Which of course the or I should say I'm going to call it right now. Biden's going to be declared the winner. Um, we're not going to know who a winner is until. Uh, the courts are. This is gonna go. This is gonna wind up going to courts, especially if it winds up being like I think it will. Two hundred and seventy to two sixty seven. There is absolute with with razor thin margins in a lot of key states that could overturn the election. There's no way there's not going to be any court challenges. This is gonna make two thousand look ridiculous. How often uh, were any court? Did any court challenges actually change the result of an election? No, that's never happened. No, but you did have in 2000 where uh, they the Supreme Court finally stepped in and halted. All, if you guys, anybody who is, you know, relatively younger or wasn't paying attention that much in 2000, we a lot, some of us remember that uh, George Bush won Florida by 537 votes. It was yeah. razor thin, but it really was the one that was holding up the entire election because there was all these recounts and everything like that. The Supreme Court then had to decide, okay, they've recounted enough. They've done, you know, stop whatever the certified, certify them now. That's when Bush was declared the winner of the election. I will say this. It was, even though it was very, very hotly contested, Al Gore was very gracious in accepting the well, once, once he believed the numbers when the numbers were recounted enough yeah. times and the Supreme Court said, hey, we're done. Yeah. Yeah, he, I don't remember much of um, much of him fighting yeah, concession. not not say. I mean, I, and 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 here's the thing: if it is that close with razor thin margins, like it, like we're seeing, especially in Wisconsin, Michigan, and Nevada, I don't have a problem with there being some court challenges. Really, just to preserve the integrity. I mean, we've covered this before on the show. Voter fraud is going to be a very very difficult thing to pull off in this country. It really is. Well, I was. Um, we were talking about cybersecurity a little bit yeah. in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was watching NBC. Uh, you guys can hate me if you want. I was watching NBC for the coverage, right? Um, and they they had one of their people go into one of the polling stations. I don't remember where it was, and she said, "This is how they're doing it." And they did it with thumb drives, like I said, little USB drives, and then they ran it through networks that weren't connected to the internet. And I'm like, yeah, that's how you that's how you get rid of voter fraud. That's that's how you get rid of it. Let's and- stop, ta- or at least cyber cyber warfare voter fraud from other countries like let's just do that well and i did find it very interesting though that this morning uh from a lot of like let's say the left-leaning media website the or or websites and and news broadcasts and everything like that they're very 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 much crowing right now about how secure our elections are and that you can't compromise the vote you can't do all of this which I agree, they're right. We've got numbers to back that up. I mean, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. You got a better chance of getting hit by lightning in this country than committing voter fraud. That that said, I just I I don't know. I I I 
I, I was baffled by people saying, you know, look at those spike in numbers for Biden and Trump in Michigan. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, I knew that they were going to start crawling for voter fraud there. As soon as Trump mentioned it at his 2 a.m. press conference, which, by the way, I was actually up for that. So. He, whoa, he, he did a press conference at 2? Yeah, he did. Him and Bo, Bo Biden both greeted their... Uh, their supporters and uh -huh. both of them said that they were going to win. I got a big. I will. Talk, I want to talk about Trump's press conference though later because that, that what he did because sure. it was. Ridiculous. I didn't see either press conference. I, okay. I around one thirty. It's like you know I'm just gonna I, I write in the middle of the night so I just started writing. Well, and this was the weird thing. I went to bed actually around eleven, but for some reason I woke up at two. It's because you love this country too much. I love this country too much. Actually, it was really to go to the bathroom, but I decided to go <laughs> check on the. <laughs> you know, I, of course I'm sitting there and I'm just like, well, let me see what the latest is. And they said that Trump was going about to come on and so we did and he declared but he immediately calls out the voter fraud and then of course everybody's looking at that big flip in wishing or wisconsin and michigan and i'm thinking to myself whoa 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 let's wait a second here because the the spike in the votes was due to getting absentee results from milwaukee and wisconsin and and, and the, the um and the polling people had to they were busy with uh, day of voters, so they couldn't start counting the absentee and early voting ballots it, until after the they polls couldn't. had closed. And so, I mean, and, and these were, and and the thing is, is that these were absentee voters coming in Milwaukee and Detroit. Okay, if all of a sudden Joe Biden picked up 138,000 miraculous mail-in votes from the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, yeah. I would call <laughs> BS on that one. Okay, I don't, th I don't think the Youpers vote for Biden. I, I really don't think so, and I don't really think that the Northern Wisconsinites all, all, do either. All six of them. Yeah, yeah I mean, so <laughs> I, I'm saying, like, all okay, I can. I would believe that, but I mean, it really, I mean, and that's the one thing that I'm finding through this whole thing is that there actually really are logical explanations for things. Like, I mean, this is not anything that you can, and I mean, of course, look. Okay, so in Marquette, they vote for Biden. That's a, I forgot I had an interactive map in town. front of me. Makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, but it's, you know, we have that. But I mean, look at Flint, Detroit, Lansing. I mean, it's all, you know, I, I mean, it's all blue. I mean, and that's the way that it's, that's the way that it goes. I mean, why do you think New York goes blue? New York City. I mean, yep. that's where the people live. That's how they vote. Well, we're talking about New York, though. Yeah. Um, this is. I'm always curious to see how New York performs compared to other years. Yeah. So we actually, uh, in New York this year, we were closer to being a more balanced state. Actually, considerably closer compared to last year. Um, let me find it. I know I've got it. Um, we're looking at these. These are great interactive maps here. But we have, you know, we have Biden... You know, obviously, with fifty-five percent of the vote, 50, I, fifty-five to forty-three is is yeah. how Biden won this time, and and it's all the usual places. The uh, one thing that shocks me, sorry. Erie County, Erie, yeah, where Buffalo is, right? I, I saw that and I was like, no. For those that way. haven't seen that yet, Erie County, um, Buffalo is is uh, New York City or New York State's second largest city. It's also the birthplace of your podcast host. And go Bills. Uh, Wings, am I right? Wings, absolutely. Yeah. And Go Bills, by the way. But anyways, but it's a very, very heavily Democratic strength, stronghold out there. As, you know, And I'm really surprised to see that it was trending for Trump. There is one little twist to that, though, is that a lot of the Democrats in Buffalo are your blue-collar labor Democrats who tend to be, you know, your Rust Belt labor Democrats who tend to be a little bit more conservative on you know social issues and things like that, yeah, and they, that and that might have been the reason it, it skewed that way. It, it could be. Um, so in New York, usually what happens: yep. um, the counties that contain Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse, and Albany 
almost always go blue. Yeah. Now, Schenectady, uh, Schenectady might be able to go red at some point. It, I think um, it has, actually. Because you've got Scotia, and you've got other... Blytheville, other, I mean, Niska, you know, yeah. I mean, they're all pretty conservative. Um, so you, there, there are, there's the chance for that. But those four counties, right. um, so that that's uh, Monroe County, that's... What's Syracuse? It, Onondaga. Syracuse, Onondaga County, and Albany, Albany County. County. And then, of course, New York City. But Staten Island went red. Staten Island went red, and actually so did most of Long Island. Yeah, which that's not the, it's a bastion of conservatism. It's, it's not. But. Yeah, I mean there there are some big. I mean we had a longtime senator from there, Alphonse D'Amato, who is from Long Island. So I mean it doesn't really you know shock me that much. But now you're talking about Hillary. Clinton. So if we look at the 2016 election, right. the the difference there was 59 Hillary, 36 to um, Trump. To Trump. So we did or say we as New Yorkers, it, it was. Um, we did better on the conservative side of things this time. Not conservative, but Republican, Republi- Republican side of things side this time. Things. Not that I'm on Trump's side, but I just want to see New York not be um, an always blue state at some point. We're closer to matching it this year. It is. Yeah. And I mean, and, and honestly, I mean, I, I don't know if it will ever, ever, ever really ever flip red. I mean, it will. It has before, but the more people, keep, the more people that leave New York to go to places like Florida and North Carolina, the more blue this state becomes. It is. And, and this is something I'm going to um, I'm going to call bullshit on NBC. OK, so they were talking about Biden's strength in the um, the East Coast uh, counties of Florida saying that the people that leave the Northeast that go to Florida are where Biden gets his um, gets his vote because all these liberal retired people are going to Florida. I don't know where they get that from. I, I don't really know because where they get that from. The wealthy people that are generally close to retirement or the snowbirds are leaving at least New York and Massachusetts, the people that I know of at least, and going to Florida, they're not Democrats. No, they're, they're all Republicans or, or they're somewhere in the middle. Well, and something there's also something in Florida that especially the left-leaning media the Democratic Party has never been able to fix. And Miami. Miami. And the thing is <laughs> and, 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 and here's the thing. Both Hillary and Biden are going to win Miami-Dade, but what they never account for is the Cuban vote. And here's the thing. You start preaching socialism to Cubans, they're not going to vote for you. Yeah, and that's what Trump exa- after and Trump really drove that home with Biden. He's not really a communist, but he really pushed that uh, push, pushed that narrative, he, and it worked. He he pushed it, and the thing is, is that I mean, I I, I mean, I don't believe Kamala Harris is as left wing as everybody because I think if she were a white man, she'd be a Republican based on her you know, prosecutorial record and everything like that. Oh, yeah. But it's just, you know, it's just, you know, they never, they, but the thing is, is that she gets painted, though, because she went, she banked really hard left during the primary campaign and everything like that. And so I just, you, you know, but they, but so that that whole perception of government running everything, social program, that, that social, it's not going, you say the word socialism to anybody from Cuba or Venezuela, and they're going to uh, go out of their way to vote for the other person. They're going to do it. And I'm not saying that all of, I mean, yes, they are socialist and it's big government and I'm opposed to any of that stuff. But I'm not saying that any of the stuff really that's being proposed right now is going to create a situation like in Cuba. Uh, but no, And our, our look at Venezuela, like uh, Barack Obama was the most socialist-ish. Ish so, president. Socialist-ish. So, social, well, ideologically, he ideologically, was very, he was socialist. very socialist, yeah. but he didn't govern that way, no. which was good for him. Good for the rest of us. Well, really. No, no, he yeah. he um, he represented the people that voted for him yeah. instead of his own ideals, and that was good. I thought it was good. Um, but like, he doesn't really like what what goes on in Venezuela. 
No. So, like, yeah, if, if that did happen and he saw that happening, I imagine most of the people that lean socialist in our country, if they saw that actually happening, like we warn it will, they may they may dial back their and, policies. And some. you know what? This really does happen quite a bit. Um you know, in, in election cycles and stuff like that, is that what we will often see a country tilt, and once it starts tilting a little too far in one direction... Like, whoa, or the, whoa, whoa, we're not burning books, yeah, we're not yeah, burning yeah. books. Everybody, right. everybody pulls back a little bit, and you know what, I mean, and the thing is, is that, you know, I mean, I really do think that, you know... It probably would have happened earlier. It probably would have happened in 1988 after Reagan's second term, except the Democrats put up a basically a corpse against George H.W. Bush, and that's why. But I mean, you know, because the the country was moving more decidedly, you know, markedly so, to the. So it was a Bob Dole. No, no, that was 96. It was 96, right, right, right. But it was, but you had I Bob Dole primaried him, but you had you you know so. But I mean, at that time, you saw the country starting to shift more and more to the right. And what did they do? They pulled it back a little bit by voting for Bill Clinton. Now, they went. I be, I really believe that they went with Bush in 2000, and I don't think it had much to do with Clinton's policies. I think it was Clinton fatigue at that point because yeah. look at. Clinton's re- Bill Clinton's record as a president, he's probably one of the strongest presidents of my lifetime. Just his record as a president and if, stuff like that. If but, I was 35 years old and it was when he was in a, it was back in like 1992, yeah. I would probably vote for him. Yeah, I voted yeah. for him twice. And and specifically because of his policies and everything like that. But then, you know, the thing is is that so Bush wins, I think it was more Clinton fatigue, but you know, you know, but Bush wins, he he the country starts getting pulled a lot more to the right. What happens when he's done with his two terms? They go with Obama because he's in a completely different direction. Mm-hmm. And and the thing is, is that like you saw as time goes on, and this happens in almost every two-term presidency, they get to run roughshod for two years if they've got a majority in one. But then all of a sudden, their power starts to chip away yeah. because the electorate will actually say, whoa, we need to scale this back a little bit. And that's kind of the beauty of how our country was designed. Yeah. It was designed to change slowly. Which progressives hate because progressive implies change. Well, it does. And but like if if you um you need to have I mean, if you're if you uh if you're if the House and the Senate and the sitting president are all on one side, things are going to happen really fast. Well, look and, at how fast Obamacare got rushed through. Exactly. I mean, he had you know I mean he had those two years with the Democrats in both houses. But then after those two years. Everything just like came to not a screeching halt, but a really a, a slow, a pretty quick stop. But and then nothing happened. Well, which for, is really what happened to George George W. Bush too. Exactly. So it happens all the time, it, and that's it's not unusual. So anybody to think yeah. that this is unusual that maybe now the thing is is that Trump is an aberration uh, because he resonates. The, this is the weird thing. He he resonates with far right Republicans. Even though there's very little that's far right about him, I mean, if you look at his entire life's work, and and and, and even as a president, I mean, I, I love to blow Republicans' minds whenever I tell them because you can actually measure this. Is that Trump did more during his first four years to infringe upon the Second Amendment than Obama ever did in eight years? I see, so many of my friends talking about like vote like your guns depend on it. I'm like, yeah, they do. You should probably vote for someone who wants you to own machine guns. Well, yeah. I don't want to own a machine gun. I don't want to. But a tank? Well, I don't have the room for it. Uh, that's I don't true. even have the room for my van. Oh, that's true. <laughs> like, but by the way, legal, you know, 
recreational tactical nuclear missiles is the should be legal. Yeah, if you can afford if you can afford to buy them, you should be able to buy them. There might there there may but, be some grounds for training. Well, and we 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 we've talked a little bit about this about just just trying to make sure that we we can not infringe on people's rights and you know re- yeah. have people handle these things oh, safely. Oh, infringing but. on rights. I have a. Um, I have a have a quick aside. Okay, go so ahead. so this is New York. Anyone in New York? I know most of our listeners are from here. You all know that now. If you come into New York from any non-bordering state, you have to get a COVID test. Yes. within four days, I think. Yeah. So um, so I so I don't have health insurance. <clears throat> um, I'm 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 healthy. I take care of myself. If I if I have a problem, I'll go to the hospital. Sure. Whatever, and I'll just. Honestly, uh, the health insurance I had, my deductible was fourteen thousand dollars anyway. So it's not health insurance. No, I was gonna have to. I'd be. I'd go into debt anyway. I'm just gonna gamble on it and then go into debt. <laughs> it's right. fine. Uh, so I would have to go and pay for one. I think CVS does offer free ones, but only if you've been um, uh, sent there by a healthcare professional. So it's uh, what does Walmart do? Because I know Walmart at one time was doing COVID testing. I, th- I think they may be doing it too. There's a, there's a, a federal program that yeah. can let you do it. So that's cool. I'm not worried about getting COVID right. either, and I don't really mind the quarantine rule anyway. I'm like, I don't f- go anywhere anyway. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, so what? my industry's gone. It's yeah. not like I'm going to go anywhere. No, you're done. <laughs> um, and now the Instacart's a thing, even though it's too expensive. I could just always just have like my brother would bring me groceries if I needed it or something. Yeah, but. Uh, so uh, one of my one of my coworkers uh, was out in Idaho, um, and he just came back. The the law changed when he was in Idaho, and he just came back uh, yesterday. Okay, and they got him at the airport, and they're like, "You need to go get a test." And I'm like, well, "All right." So he came home, and he's like, <clears throat> um, "I'm not fucking paying for this." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, "All right, we need to find out where it is and see if just." quarantining is all that's required because right. we live in fulton county where we're quarantined anyway it's november it's already snowing we're 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 already okay you know, we're gonna call you, uh, you know this <clears throat> you know we've talked about this before and since most of you are in new york you know this but you know we live in the adirondack park most people who live in the Adirondack Park full time do so because they choose to quarantine from society exactly. in general. They want yeah. to be left alone. I've been protected by the the normal people of the world. Uh, one of our one of our mutual friends made that joke to me the other day, and I'm like, yeah, it's it's, it's you know, I like I kind of like COVID for that. Yeah. But now he's restricting travel so much that it's restricted. Unless you can get free COVID tests, um, it's restricted to the point where only the I'm going to go ahead and say comfortable or wealthy can afford to travel. Because I, if, if a COVID test is $200 or something like that, I'm, I don't have $200 no. to, th- to throw at a COVID test to travel somewhere. And uh, my brother now lives in Pennsylvania, which I can go to. Right. Um, but I'm like, I'm not risking the need because like, that law could change like that because there was no warning on that. Well, and it, you know, and it's actually, I mean, I know we're off on the COVID thing, but we'll get back to the election. But I want to just note that it actually is a good point on that one because like that's one of the things that has kept me one of my big plans this year was my son lives in Oregon I've talked about him before on here I was going to fly out there in May or June one, whichever one because they were going to do it around either my birthday in May or Father's Day and his birthday in June which is around the Admit same it, time you just wanted to go see Chaz I did yeah. I really wanted to go see Chaz <laughs> and that was in Seattle though Oh shoot! You're right. You're right. That's well, okay. it's, it's a next state over. It's a what? The Pacific Northwest. I don't know. Look at if I travel that far. Yeah. But here's the thing: I stopped doing it. I didn't do it though because I knew coming back, you'd have to do all that quarantine stuff. I'd have to come through the airport, so they were gonna tag me. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing: if I'm flying from New York State to Portland, I'm going on to New York City. 
So it's, you know, they're going to tag me yeah, coming back through. I don't so. think Albany services any any airports even. I don't even know if you can fly to Buffalo from Albany. You might yeah, be you able can. to. So you could have done it that way. It would have cost you more. but Way more. Um, so my thing with this COVID thing, yeah. it feels like, um, and this is how I'm going to tie it back to the election. Well, sure, go ahead. Um, it feels like we're being asked for our papers when we travel somewhere. Think, yes. the, think the USSR papers, please. Yes. Like think think that kind of world that we're living in in new york and it doesn't matter if trump won the country because we live in new york right and it doesn't matter how loose he's going to be with anything no because we have governor cuomo to to step on us everywhere we go yeah which tread harder daddy (laughs) well and i do believe that actually andrew cuomo gets off on that but (laughs) oh absolutely so When we go back, so when we look at it, actually, it's interesting about New York, you know, and, you know, Trump actually had predicted, oh, I think we're going to do very well. I mean, honestly, closing that gap like that is actually not doing poorly for the Republicans in New York. In comparison to other years, that's a, I mean, what were we, 36? Is that what that says? Yeah, right here. Yeah, 36 yeah. in uh, 2016. And 43. That's, there that's you go. a seven-point seven seven point jump. That, yeah. A seven-point jump in other states would be a, a, a victory, an upset victory. A, a big upset victory. Yeah. And here's another thing I have with uh, NBC about victories. There was a victory. I think they were talking about Clinton in Arizona last time because she won Arizona, I think. No, Trump won it. Trump won it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe it wasn't Arizona. Uh, New Mexico, maybe. One, one of the one of the Sunbelt states. Okay. Um, she had won it by... Um, by 6%, and they said it was a huge victory. And then uh, they showed one that Trump was winning, and they it was 4%, and they said it was a slim victory. And I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. A 2% difference does not make uh, a, a wide victory and a slim victory. If it was a 1% victory, you can call it slim. Well, I'm just thinking media bias, and I'm like, this is... So well, it was so very obvious. It, it was very obvious. It was very obvious last night. And this actually brings me back a little bit to the pollsters that the media just relies on mm-hmm. and everything like that is that, you know, I mean, the polls had Joe Biden up by 17 points, double digits the whole way, last two weeks, blah, 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 blah. You look at the, he's, I mean, okay, it looks like right now that Joe Biden's got 50% of the popular vote. So if Trump pulls this off, you know the Electoral College is going to be nothing. I mean, especially. If he, Joe Biden's got fifty, but it's still only about two points difference. So this is the same. I mean, and this is the same polls, polling groups that these guys relied on in 2016 that on election day was giving Hillary Clinton a 98 percent chance of winning. Well, we all know how that worked out. So you've got, you, you know, so I mean, it's really close this time. So, I mean, I'm looking at all this stuff. And then, of course, I'm looking at, you know, these states going into that night that were considered battleground states. Ohio was one of them. Nope. I never thought Ohio was a battleground state. Biden hardly spent any time there. Yep. Which was, was a really stupid move. Really stupid Ohio, move. Ohio was one of the big ones in... Um, it's, it's usually pretty, pretty It's a big contested. one. A Republican cannot win the White House without Ohio. Yeah, and it's it's always... I remember what... It was or I should say a, re, a Republican has never won the White House without Ohio. It was probably one of, like, one of the Obama runs, and I was like, wow, Ohio's pretty that keep talking about Ohio and no one talked about Ohio until yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just, nobody talked about it, but, but, but you look at it, it was, they were saying that, Oh, that's a battleground state based on what? Okay. You have, you have Texas. Now look at Texas is definitely moving in that direction of being purple. But as it stands right now, Donald Trump has got 52.3% of the popular vote there. He's up Eight or six points on on Joe Biden, 
any other state, Joe Biden, that state, you know, Joe Biden gets called a blowout or anything like that for a six point win. But where are they getting that Texas? Where are they getting that Texas is in play? Texas is clearly not in play. Texas is close, but Texas is not in play. Florida, I don't think, was ever in play. In the broadcast I was watching last night, they were, um, whatever one with Lester Holt and all the other people whose names I don't know, uh, they they added Texas to the battleground list about halfway through. Uh, I didn't see it there earlier. And um, when, I, when I was looking at it, it was like, you know, it was like, you know, 48 point something percent to 48 point something percent. And I was like, oh, OK, so it it looks like a battleground state. It's not. It I looked, mean, but it, it did look like it. It, it really did. And they, they were just reporting facts. They were reporting yeah. the numbers. So I'm like, OK, if yeah, reporting that, the numbers, yeah, that looks like a battleground state. But then at the same time, they didn't they didn't report Virginia where on the numbers, Trump was winning big time for big the first time. half of it. They didn't use the numbers to make that decision, though. No, and that's that, and and that's where the exit polling, you know, comes into you know can be really damaging here because you also though the polls going into like Texas, there was a couple of them that actually had Biden with like a point or two lead in Texas, and I looked at that and I'm like, oh no, no, no. this is why they need no. to just do vote counts or 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 just do or, or do exit polling with every state. They have they should make their uh, reporting. Use the same methods for reporting on every state. Well, look at I don't I don't mind polls going going in ahead of time. I mean, it's interesting to see you know what will you know, you know what people think will happen. I mean, and and the thing is is that oh, that's like, just predictions. Oh, that's it is. It's just, it's just yeah. it's just predictions. But, but I mean, what like, people are saying they should have said the exit polls are showing that Biden will have Virginia, but these are what the numbers are. These showing. are what the, you know instead of it's this, sort of like that bait and switch for, type. For whatever of thing. reason, I'm pissed at the media today. I don't know what it is. Well, <laughs> I I am, I am a little bit too, and this is the polling thing is really one of the reasons why I have it because. You know, you're looking at, you know, I mean, they put Iowa on the on the toss up. It, I mean, it was close, but it really wasn't, you know. So, I mean, and actually there was at one time, I think it was this website, uh, uh, this website, electoralvote.com, which is so ridiculous because at one point they had South Dakota going blue. Not that South Dakota really. So <laughs> North just, Dakota, maybe. But like not South Dakota. No, and I mean it's just so so it's so it, I, I I I mean North Dakota and I mean Donald Trump got sixty four percent of the vote in both Dakotas. <laughs> so I you know so I so the, this is what I'm saying. I mean we're going into this thing, and if you want to talk about I don't know voter confusion, voter you know suppression, whatever whatever term you want to put on it, these fake polls that are coming out are really doing a disservice to really. The credibility of the pollsters, the credibility of the media that just treats these things like it's the Bible. Well, they don't have anything. They don't have any credibility anymore. Anyway. Well, they re they they really don't. But I'm just saying it really erodes that. But then, you know, it actually erodes, you know, the whole, you know, I mean, so if you've got people in states, I mean, here's the thing. What if every Republican, what if every Democrat believed the exit polls, for instance, that said that, oh, you know, Joe that that Joe Biden's going to blow Donald Trump out in Minnesota because that was one thing that was in a. I mean Biden won pretty handily there. Uh, I mean we're talking that's not a blowout, no, but it's seven points. But I, you know, so I. But that, what that's I'm, a that's a New York sized victory for this year. It is. Yeah. That's a New York sized victory for this year. California is a different story. That was just I didn't even look at the look, numbers, look at yeah. California. Two thirds <laughs> went for Joe. Biden. Actually, it's interesting because again, Joe Biden's lead in the overall popular vote pretty much matches the gap in California. Oh yeah, it does. Yep. <laughs> Which is uh, people are like yeah, we could get rid of the electoral college. Yeah, but then California is going to be making decisions for me, and I don't like that. No, no, yeah. no, no. Um, so 
there really needs to be something, I think, that happens going into these elections with the way that the polling has taken place, the way that you can ensure credibility of these things. Because right now, I, I'm telling you, two presidential elections in a row where, okay, they're, the pollsters are going to spin it if Biden wins this thing and say, see, we were right. They weren't because they predicted a double digit Biden lead. It wasn't even close to that. It's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be anywhere close to that. So anyway, so I mean, so I, I guess that, you know, that's my that's sort of one of my initial points here is that I'm, I'm watching this really unfold and I'm watching this, you, you know, and I'm th sitting there thinking to myself, why would any credible media outlet ever again ever cite one of these polls? You know, I mean, and OK, I'm also going to acknowledge that most of these media outlets actually are conducting their own polling. So what does that tell you? But, I, you know, but to right, me, they're not using Pew Research or the other uh, uh, is Moody one of them. Moody. And then you've got a few others that, that, you know, they'll sometimes partner with them because somebody like that will have like have more resources, the infrastructure yeah. to do it and everything like that. I mean, I've, I've, I've seen how those work. Um, so they got. But but what I'm saying is, is that like and the thing is, is that if. If I'm a Republican in Minnesota and say, like, you know, I mean, we, you know, these polls came out and said that, well, Biden's going to win the thing by 30 points. What's the point of my going and voting? What's then? the point? Because I know a lot of Republicans who feel that way in New York State because they're like, what's the point? Yeah, that, that's why New York has been blue for so long. It's so interesting that we weren't as blue uh this year, I, I really do find that interesting because well, no one wanted Trump in this state. New, New York last and California time. didn't used to go blue all the time. California, oh. especially, used to be a pretty solid red state. When was the last time New York went red? It was uh, Reagan. Was it? How oh, really? Uh, Bush one might have. Uh, Bush one might have won that. So it's possible. It's possible. Yeah. Um, but you'd have to put up like a real dud, you know? Right. And and here's the thing. I thought they did this year. I thought the Democrats did this I year. I did. I I did too. And actually, I'm going to say right now that if they had somebody with a pulse in there, we wouldn't be having this too no, close if to call. If Tulsi Gabbard had run and actually got the backing of the DNC, she'd win 350 electoral votes. <laughs> yeah, she, it, she she would even win Texas. No. Yeah. Yeah. I she, think so. she would win Texas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she, she might not win. I don't know. What's the most racist state there is? Kansas. Yeah. Or well, I think Oklahoma had. I want to see something on Oklahoma because usually Oklahoma winds up with every county going red. Ooh, and it did yeah. it again this year. Yeah. Every county in Oklahoma. Oh, I remember red. one of them was hot. Was was um, was a battleground county last time around. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, nah, it's going to it's going to. It's it's, you know, so I mean, I just think that, you know, this is what you know, because I actually do believe in some of the like, I do believe that this election was largely part of the covid response. And, yes. you know, nobody can sit there and say, and you know what, has the, the COVID situation in our country, has, has the COVID situation been solely the fault of Donald Trump? Absolutely not. The no, tanked he, economies, all that stuff. He tried, to, he tried to close the borders from China in February, and he was called a racist, racist. because of it. And then Chuck Schumer said it was okay later. Yeah, it was okay later. You know, and that now they're all calling for national. So, but I do believe that though this was kind of an indictment though on his response because there have been a lot. Trump Trump has actually done a lot of playing political football with this coronavirus issue, and this is not the time to do that. Um, I do believe that there is absolutely no way that this wouldn't have been treated as a hotbed political issue because whatever. Well, it, it will, man. Even if even if they, even if we had people who uh, were trustworthy and worthwhile in office it's it's something that's affecting the entire country it's yeah. going to be politi politicized anyway. sure will. um 
Maybe not to the extent that it well, was. Well, Governor Cuomo has been politicizing it for the last month. I mean, yeah. every single one of his daily briefings is about how bad Trump is. I yep. mean, it's just, you know, <laughs> which is ridiculous because, you know what, if you really cared about people's lives, you wouldn't be making political football out of all this thing. So exactly. So that's bullshit. <laughs> um, so, so I don't really watch Saturday Night Live a lot. I used to. Uh, but John Mulaney did the opening monologue like last week or a couple weeks ago, okay. and he just like picked on Cuomo for the first like minute and a half of it. It was all like good natured picking on him, but like legit picking on Cuomo. Good for John Mulaney. Yes, good for John Very Mulaney. Very good. And then he picked on Biden and Trump pretty equally. Then he picked on his grandma for voting for Trump, which is fair. Well, and it was a nice balanced comedic take and i was like good for you nbc yeah way to go put john mulaney on your news put him on the news <laughs> so i just yeah i mean it, it you know i mean and we here at charlie's angle do like to be equal opportunity offenders too so i mean and we made a note clear that we hate both of these guys so it's just you know we're coming from we're coming from the standpoint that it's like i mean america loses no matter who wins this yeah. one because it's just although i will tell you this right now that it looks like the republicans are going to and this is not being talked about this more this morning that much the republicans look like they're probably going to be able to hang out of the senate it looks like it if mm -hmm. you don't think that if Biden wins, that Mitch McConnell is not going to stop his entire legislative agenda in it dead in its tracks as soon as it hits the Senate floor. You haven't been paying attention. Yeah. Mitch look at and and the reason why I say this is because Mitch McConnell's got a history of doing this because he did it with the Merrick Garland pick for the Supreme Court. So by the way, anybody who's worried about a Biden presidency stacking the court or anything like that, it's not going to happen because it's not going to happen in the Senate, which I'll tell you right now, I don't necessarily mind one of the legislative houses being in opposition hands because I think it provides a good check and balance. Yeah, okay. it, it slows things down a little it, it'll bit. It'll slow that's, things. That's why, we have, that's why we have the government set up this way. Yeah, so that we can actually like slow it down so that you don't have one person getting in there and immediately being able to just flip everything upside down. It doesn't work. Our country's way too big. Our country's way too diverse. It's got way too—you can't do it like that. Um. So so that's one my one thing. I do want to get on the media a little bit with the way that they were covered. Now, I will I'm gonna give I don't like to give the media the national media too much credit here, <laughs> but I okay. really did think that they were at least trying to make an effort to stick with the numbers, not calling things way too early, not, you know, go. Yeah, they I, said too early to call a lot. They, they said yeah. too early to call right now. And I, and honestly, even though I think that if, if the results were different and Biden had this lead in Pennsylvania, that that state wouldn't have been painted blue a long time ago. I absolutely think, I do think that there's a little bit of resistance to call these big States for Trump, even if he's leading, because it's sort of like, this can't happen. Well, they started, they started doing that a little bit, at least on NBC. And you were, you were talking, you were watching it yeah. and watching the dejected look on everybody's faces. And then I saw Lester Holt start crossing his arms behind the desk. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, well, they don't, I, they don't, they don't like that. Trump put up a fight like that. No, they really don't like that. He put up a fight like that. And I really just think that you, you know, but I, I thought that they were, but you could actually see, though, that there was a lot, like you were talking about, like the dejection and stuff like that. And the other thing that I thought was really, really funny is the lengths that I would see some of them do to try to bring a point home. And this was, I was watching, um, the, and I know John King was doing this a lot on CNN, um, but there, I was watching uh, CBS and the CBS News Network because I stream that through my fire stick. Um, 
And and so they were trying to do the comparison of did Joe Biden perform better than Hillary Clinton in counties, you know, that are traditionally blue. And it was really funny because they're zooming in on the maps and they're collecting that and they're saying, see, Joe Biden didn't do anything, didn't improve the lead or anything, underperform Hillary here. But he looks like he's doing well in the adjoining counties or the suburbs. And then they were sitting there clicking on these counties. They're like, well, no, that doesn't show it. That doesn't show it. That doesn't. And I, they, they were, I mean, and it was sort of like I was sitting there waiting. I'm like, he's going to click through the entire state of Florida <laughs> until, until, he, until finds he finds a county one. that, and, yeah. and I noticed John King, and there was a funny meme. I had to share it in one of my dumps, but it was really funny because it had John King standing in front of his map. And it says, okay, we're going to look at this state here. And it looks like this. Then he was like, Oh wait, that's not really. Well, let's zoom in on this. Congrats. No, let's go on. And, you know, it, it actually has to go. Oh, we zoomed it down to this one house in rural Michigan who voted for <laughs> Biden. So therefore, he's gonna. You know. So I mean, and, and that's. I mean, and I really th- saw a lot of really threading the needle here. I saw a lot of them trying to push the. You know, and 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 the thing was, is that this happened again in 2016 when Hillary Clinton wasn't running away with it when they did it. And a lot of it was because they were being made to look like fools. And really, even if Biden wins this thing, the most it's going to be by three electoral votes. This is not going to be some sort of. Yeah. And I would expect Joe to also bring it to the courts. Oh, I think so. I, I would I would expect that to happen, especially if the margins are going to be as slim as they it, are. If it went two seventy to two sixty seven the other way, I would. I, I and and here's the thing, I I don't necessarily have a problem with it. I mean, we're not talking about you know an insurmountable electoral lead, and we're not talking. I mean, and we're talking about states. You know, I mean, we're you know Nevada, which has you know six electoral votes. Well, I mean, and you look at here, and it's like less than 8,000 votes separating the two of them with only two-thirds of the precincts reporting. That could actually flip the result. Wow, yeah. I mean, and that's... Because it it really just does come down to three electoral votes, and there's six there. There's six right there. So, I mean, you're talking about that. So, I mean, (laughs) and, and look it, you know, as well as I do, as anybody does, both campaigns have gotten army of lawyers in nevada and michigan and wisconsin pennsylvania and probably georgia uh they've got a they've got a mountain of lawyers in there that are probably they've probably got the briefs already drawn up and they're just ready they're just chomping at the bit ready to go so you're not going to see you we're not going to have a declared winner uh, for a while yet so don't even think i'd say the 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 actual declared winner might not show up until probably december somebody might concede it, there might be a concession. I, I <laughs> Biden would concede before Trump would. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, and and this is I wanted to, I wanted to get into Trump a little bit here because I, I mentioned that two a.m. press conference and both candidates. I, I knew. Look, we all knew going into election night that we are not going. We were not going to know who the winner was at the end of the night here. You know, they both went in front of their supporters. And basically said, we're going to win this thing. And I think, you know, I mean, Trump came out and said, I think we already did win it. I don't care about that. They have to say that to their supporters, yeah, especially the, when it's this close. Their campaign advisors, when they were brought onto news programs, were saying the same thing, too. Yeah, they were saying the same thing. But to sit there and say that, oh, Donald Trump falsely claims victory in the race, and to say that Joe Biden didn't, I mean, Joe Biden says he's going to win. Yeah, going to win and saying we won are two different they things. They are, but, but at the same time, it was a but they're both, But they're both blowhards. They so. are. And I mean, and the, and the thing <laughs> is, is that, you know what? You heard the same thing in 2000. Both candidates, both campaigns were all saying that they were the winner, and they won. 
and that's why do you think these things went to court? Because Nobody, one side said they won, and the other side says you don't. Exactly. Yeah. And, and to be fair, no one actually wins this year. No. So no one, matter. no one wins this year. But there was something that was really a part of his, and he's getting rightfully excoriated for this, is that he came out and he basically said that he is going to ask the Supreme Court to stop the voting. He probably meant you know stop the counting and everything like that. Now, we all know that Donald Trump says a lot of things yeah. that are outlandish. Drink bleach. Drink bleach. You know, the, the, you know, he says a lot of outlandish things. The thing is, and this is my biggest problem with, with him. And it's been my biggest problem with him from the beginning to get up there and say something like that is not at all, especially for this. It is so unpresidential and so wildly inappropriate. And so, you know, you, I, I said this a couple of weeks ago. Voting is really the last true freedom that any American has left. Okay, you are, and and you know what? I was encouraged by the turnout numbers. I love the fact that as before going into election day, the vote totals had already been seventy five percent of what they were in two thousand sixteen, and that was just with the early and mail in and absentee votes and stuff like that. You know, so I mean, we it. You know, I mean, so I think the turnout has been absolutely, you know, fantastic. But when you've got a high turnout, which means people are invested in this contest, okay, and look at as much as you and I hate both these guys and everything like that, you can't, you know, their campaigns and their supporters are heavily invested in, you know, and, and then look at. I don't think every Biden voter I know voted for him because they want communism. I think most of them voted for him because they don't want Trump. That's what I really think. It was an anti-Trump. But I also don't think that most of the people who vote for Trump are, you know, racist, homophobic assholes. I think that they just... Maybe an eighth of them. Uh, yeah, I maybe, mean... Maybe, but, but, but you know what? Okay. I, I And I, I've, I've said this before. Yeah, you can make legitimate claims about Joe, you know, Donald Trump's racism and everything like that. But okay, under his presidency, okay, first of all, the racial tension as far as police brutality goes, Black Lives Matter was started under Barack Obama. It was not started on Donald Trump. Okay, they were ri they were rioting in the streets long before Donald Trump even announced he was running for president. Yeah, okay? Donald Trump being the president exacerbated it. It exacerbated it through his rhetoric and everything like that. But that already existed well before he was there. So people who were voting for Trump were not voting for racism. The other thing is too is that with the exception, first of all, women have not lost a single right since Donald Trump has become president. They haven't lost a single right. They can still vote. Okay? They can still get abortions. Okay? Oh, right. Sorry, that's the most important but, right. But, no, but I'm, but I'm just saying that, I mean, that hasn't changed. Guess what? Gay people can still get married. Okay? Uh, with the exception of the whole thing about the, the transgender military policy and everything like that, anybody in the LBGTQ community... Hasn't lost a single right since he become president. Since he became president, I think I'm okay with with um, the transgender tr uh, military policy. But like, there's maybe not the way it was uh, administered, though. No, because I mean, there are some people that their dysphoria is uh, taken care of once they're comfortable in their own skin. But, but what my point is is that people were not. People were not voting for any of these candidates based on what the opposition 
was accusing them of being. They weren't doing it, but you could tell just by the turnout, just by, I mean, the fact that the numbers were, you know, the fact that the numbers closed in New York State tells me that more people came out in New York, especially upstate, because they were like, we are letting our voices be heard. Oh, yeah, here. once those numbers are done, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be happy to see that. We'll probably do a, we'll a, do, a recap next like week. A, like a post-mortem this. and see yeah. where we are and stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah, I mean, actually, I would like to thank this, this election process, because I don't really think we're going to have to think too hard of topics for the next couple of weeks oh no but we're going to try well one of the things we're going to try to do though is we're going to try to talk about things that can be static that'll be you know even though right now this uh, everything that we're saying about these numbers and everything like that could flip on its head by friday oh yeah i mean especially michigan and nevada are the are the the two big ones those are the toss-ups and nevada with fewer electoral votes still could still switch, and it is right next to Utah. How many uh, Mormons live in Nevada? I don't know. I that's first time anybody's ever asked me that question. <laughs> 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 I, I mean, there's a lot. Well, well, the other thing is too is like like something like eighty percent of Nevada land is actually owned by the federal government, yeah, and it's true. wasteland. So mm-hmm. I mean, that's where they test nuclear missiles for crying out loud. Yeah, yeah. You know, so they've got, and I think there's silver. Yeah, silver deposits out there. Interesting. Yeah, that's where. But, you know, so I mean, but what I'm getting at here is that, you know, it was so obvious that people were heavily, heavily invested in this race and that they took the time to come out and to sit there and automatically call into question the validity of this election before the votes have even been tabulated before the votes have even been tabulated is an insult to everybody. You know, what? I felt insulted. And the reason why I felt insulted personally by that is because. I sat there and I stood outside. I mean, granted, if you're in a larger city, an hour and a half wait is nothing. In Fulton County, that's forever. Yeah. Okay. But it was 40 degrees windy and rainy out there. And I stood out there for an hour and a half because I went early because I wanted to make sure. I mean, I always vote. But I also know that things happen. And now there's other things that happen in my life that could you know, I mean, my cha- my schedule sometimes changes on a fly because things, uh, other things going in my life, which happens. But hey, grandkids, man. It's yeah, cool. I mean, it's just yeah. it, it, it happens. It's cool. So that's what. But I was like, I've got a Saturday. Oh, grandkid. Grandkid. Yes. Sorry. I almost had a heart attack on the air. It would have been funny if we were <laughs> like, video. How did I know first? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Jeff and I are going to have a long discussion after. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> you know. So, but I mean, I, I felt personally insulted by that because it was like I I stood stood there with a lot of other people in in forty degree rainy weather just to make sure that <laughs> really gross that day. <laughs> it was really gross that day. Okay, and to have this guy use the East Room of the White House, which I got to tell you, I do not like, I don't think that sitting presidents, even though they still are the president of the United States until they're replaced at the inauguration, I do think it's kind of inappropriate for a president to be in the White House on election night. A lot of presidents in the past have gone to like, I mean, they'll stay there, but then they'll go to their states for the votes and they'll come back. But I, I just, I almost prefer... A lot of traveling right now isn't really advisable. It's not advisable, but I also but Trump I don't, doesn't give a shit about that. No, he doesn't. But I also just don't like the vision of a president running for re-election using the White House as a backdrop. Well, I mean, part of it's like, hey, I was here. Don't you like that I'm here? It is, and, and that's it's I a good visual. That. I mean, the visuals. I'm the president, and you're not. Right. I yeah. saw a lot of people fighting on Facebook about um, him using Air Force One for com- uh, campaign travel. Um, which like is every other sitting president before him, right? And Barack Obama was the first one, I guess, to actually 
have his campaign reimburse the, yeah. um, the cost of use, which at that point was $174,000 an hour. Yeah, it was like ridiculous. Um, yeah, one hour of flight time or something like that. And uh, actually, if you watched the show House of Cards, they mentioned that how much it costs every time you to, fly to, Air Force to, One. Well, they mentioned it, uh, it what what it costs to campaign. Yeah. on on Air Force One, and um, <laughs> Frank Underwood was probably like, yeah, whatever. But um, Obama, being a, a pretty upstanding guy, paid it back because he was using it for uh, Hillary's. Because um, she was yeah. super when he was campaigning for point. Hill, yeah. So when he was, you know, and here's the thing: I don't mind that. And but the thing, well, other it, thing it, was it was reimbursed. It was reimbursed. Yeah, it was reimbursed, and I'm okay with that. And Trump's got the money to yeah. reimburse this. It's true. Well, it was also effectively. Um, it kind of boils down to the cost of chartering a 747. Is what is what it is what it. But does. the other thing is that Donald the Air Force One is built in a way that a president can run the entire government mm-hmm. from forty thousand feet. In and the there air. are two Air Force Ones. There are one of them is, but he's been using both. Yeah. Which um, that I guess it kind of makes sense if he has to bug out and one of them has a problem, but that means the cost is almost double. Obviously, the, both of them aren't fully staffed. He, he all can't in the air. fly in a regular Boeing seven forty seven though, because I mean it could get hit by a missile and explode. I mean, yeah. when it's a, the Air Force One is literally a flying fortress. Yeah, and when this it's is just prote- as an aside, it's protected from an EMP even. Yeah, though it you can only ruggedize so far. Yeah, I mean, you really yeah. only can. It's probably just got a Faraday cage built around it or something. But I will tell you right now, they when I lived in North Carolina, the jet port that they had there was a really long runway. And, of course, North Carolina, being a very short flight from Washington, Air Force One would often do, like, the quick landing and takeoff maneuvers. Yep. Touchdowns, yeah. Touchdowns at that airstrip. And it was on my way into work, so there were a couple times that I actually saw that. That plane is monstrous. Oh, yeah. It is serious, like a flying aircraft carrier, man. I mean, it's huge. Yeah, now, mean, they also have. Um, I think they have chasers following them oh, as well. So, oh, yeah. like, the cost is even higher. But than but that. he's a sitting. Yeah, and and you know what? I want the same security afforded any president who's sitting in that office. Okay? I don't like him, but I don't want his plan to go down. No, and I really don't want to see the Iranians throw a missile at it either. You know, so I mean, or the North Koreans. Well, but their they amazing barely, ability to aim. Yeah, that. They, we only missed Japan by 100 miles. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> but anyways, so, I, you know, that but that, that part of that, that speech really, 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 really bothered me. Because first of all, and look at, we know this is going to the courts. We've said this already. But, like, he came out of a confirmation process of a Supreme Court judge that got pushed through right before Election Day. Trump is president of the United States. He has the authority. And and I'm going to say this to people about accusing Trump of stacking the court right before the election and everything like that. Okay. Unless you are ready to accuse Donald Trump of killing Ruth Bader Ginsburg in order to purposely stack the court before the election, shut your freaking mouth and shut shut up and sit down. Okay. You sound like an idiot when you say that. And I'm just going to come right out. Anybody who's sitting, you stack in the court, you're an idiot. The president still has the power to appoint. But the national mood. He's not in tune with what the national mood is because there were a lot of people that were a little oogie about this pick. Well, the oogie about this pick, but then you also have Mitch McConnell stopping um, Obama from being able to do that. So it's, I understand being pissed about his ability to stack the court. Right. um, But only if you're blaming McConnell. I do, which I have. Yeah, right. But I understand that you can't blame Trump for it, though. He's doing his job. Yeah, I mean, Trump. Trump did. Trump did not just get handed three. You know, actually, he he had he was handed three Supreme Court vacancies that he had nothing to do with their vacancies. So, 
Yeah, he's he's filling the vacancies like he's supposed to. Yeah, I mean it That's is. All. But then to immediately though, two weeks after this, or not even two weeks, a week after Barrett is confirmed to the Supreme Court, to basically threaten to weaponize the Supreme Court. Uh, you know, to get the election result you want. All right, I'm going to say this right now. I don't believe that he's going to do it. No, I, I don't believe he will ever weapon. And and and, and, you, and you know what? I don't think the Supreme. I don't think the Supreme Court would let him. No, well the, the six yeah. to three majority aside, I don't think that they would let him. No, do their that. their job is to is to be fair and, and to interpret the con- Constitution. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't really matter because you know I mean and 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 here's the thing. Let's think realistically here. I mean even Amy Coney Barrett, as fire breathing as a conservative as she actually is, has already said that she doesn't think that Roe v. Wade is ever going to get overturned. So I no. mean. It's but anyway, so you but you already have a lot of people who are skeptical about that anyway. Then he threatens to do that. That doesn't do anything for the mood because this is what it's going to be set is that every if 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 Biden, like I think he's going to do, is going to win Michigan, win Wisconsin, and win Nevada, and therefore win the presidency, the seeds have been planted because those three states are going to be razor thin margins, and that's where the fight is going to be, and therefore that's his way of delegitimizing a Biden win, much like the Democrats tried to do to him in 2016 by delegitimizing his win by claiming, you know, Russia is the reason why he you know, won, which we all know that that's probably the only thing that he's actually described as a hoax that actually has been a hoax. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it, it, yeah. it really it really is. And, and it became very clear, and I'm going to get on that in a little bit with the Actually, I'm going to go back to the media a little bit, but I want to go on Trump because and 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 here's the thing: what is the media doing right now? The the focus right now has been on Donald Trump, and he's and the thing is, he hasn't stopped. He keeps tweeting out about it: fraud. They're stealing it. Fraud. They're stealing it. And you know what? You are insulting every single person who cast a ballot, frankly, in your name. And you're and, you know, and you're also obviously insulting 50 percent of America who felt strong enough to vote for the other guy by basically saying, I mean, here's the message that he basically said. I have the court. I stacked it in my favor. And if I have to, I'm going to use them to stop the recounts and I'm going to use them to make sure that I stay in office. That's what he's saying. And. That's also part of the reason why I do think that Biden's going to wind up pulling this off, at least in the declared winner thing, because I'm not entirely sure that he would say that if he didn't think that he wasn't going to. This is his way of saving face. Why would, why would he threaten that? Why would he threaten that if yeah. he didn't think he was going to, you know. And, I, 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 and here's the thing. Even the Associated Press, which is at best center left yeah. of a news organization, yeah. they've, got, they've got Pennsylvania shaded red, and they're not. Nobody, nobody's really right now. Any of the talk of Biden winning Pennsylvania is is really more just wishful thinking at this point, and you could tell even by the tone there. Everybody yeah, they need they need to find um, a pallet of ballots. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that but, that are all blue. But the thing is, is that instead of then what what the focus really should be is. You know what? The entire nation should be zoning in on those other three toss up states right now, and the ones that are going to decide this thing, and in, instead. They're focusing on Trump going to war with the electoral process, which is so freaking stupid. I'm so sick of. I think I think part of that is the need for constant information because there won't be. This hasn't changed no. in. Uh, I don't remember. I think this is what it looked like last night. It is. Um, oh, the, um, oh it, no, the uh, Wisconsin and Michigan were shaded red yesterday. Yeah, they were shaded red. Yeah. Um, which I was laughing really hard about that. I was like, wow, if, if that's the case, then even though Biden had the lead, if those stayed red to now, 
then there'd be no chance for Biden to I win. Would, I would be calling it for Trump, but yeah. it's the reason why they've they've shifted. But the thing is, is that, okay, you know what? And what you need to do is you let the votes be counted. Then you make your challenges. Yep. Then you make, preserve, and, 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 and the thing is, is like, like at first, I remember in 2000, and again, this was again, a, a, actually part of this was really on the fault of the media too, because they kept pull, putting Florida either red or blue and then pulling it off. And they did it several times, which just, and, and, you know, and you got to remember, Florida is also located in two time zones because you have the panhandle, yeah. which is just in the next time zone over. So they were actually flipping the state around while people were still casting ballots. But, you know, when it looked like initially that they were going to call the race for Gore, Bush called to concede. But then as Gore was getting ready to make his victory speech, Bush called and withdrew his concession because of this. But you you didn't see anybody, you know, going out, you know, on on television or holding press conferences and saying, I'm going to use the Supreme Court to stop all this stuff, you know, and immediately starting calling fraud. The fraud started calls started coming during the recounts and everything like that. Um, but it, 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 you know, at least like right around the election, at least the integrity of that day was being somewhat preserved. Yeah. And to, to make a statement like that right now is just planting the seeds for unrest. Now, I don't think there's going to be widespread riots in the street if Biden wins. There will be widespread riots in the street if Trump wins. So New York City stores, Macy's, and a couple Are of others, they're, they're boarding up uh, in preparation for whatever's going on. So if any of my Biden supporters uh, that are my friends down there can... Score me a, a 70 inch TV uh, today. If Trump wins, that'd be great. Thank you. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, but I, I think it does set the seed, seeds more for, you know, a further divisions and stuff like that. And I keep going back to 2000 because I remember, you know what? Al Gore felt like he got screwed. And you could tell that he felt like he got screwed out of the presidency and everything like that. But his entire concession speech was about the need to unite because when you have an election that was that close, I mean, and where the winner of the presidency didn't win the popular vote again. Um, it's been that way every election I've been alive, I think. Uh, uh, oh, no, uh, been able to vote for. Oh, been able to vote for? I think so. Um, cause well, no, cause Bush won the popular vote in 2004. Oh yes, he, he did. did That's right. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was able to vote yeah, for that he, one. He did. He did. He did win the popular vote on that one. But you know, but, but the thing was, is that the whole tone was different. And then, you know, last year, you know, I knew that it was going to be like this because Trump was clearly winning the election mm -hmm. and immediately you know i mean as soon as they called it for donald trump cnn the first person they bring on is van jones who who immediately says it was a white lash against obama well okay that's just setting the stage and and hillary was the one who was going off on the whole you know russia 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 things and she didn't even have the guts to come out and concede the election yeah i mean it on, was 2 30 in the morning and like trump came out at four yeah, but Trump Trump's on like methamphetamine. Yeah, he's weird. Like, <laughs> he's got he's got some good prescription Actually, drugs. The reality is is that Hillary Clinton was really drunk and never wrote a concession speech, which is why she didn't. Oh, she was it. hammered, huh? Oh yeah, yeah, she I'm was, not surprised. She was hammered, but uh, that was the real reason. But but see, you even she see she probably started as soon as the numbers started shifting. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I get I'm, it. I'm, I'm sure. I definitely didn't drink anything last night. Okay, well, yeah, you didn't. 
No, I don't. I did. You could drink all you want. As a matter of fact, I think we were making fun of my brother because he posed. He, he went to the polling place, voted, posted a pic. By the way, your vote does count if you don't post a picture on Facebook. I don't of, even know where my sticker went. Uh, I mean, I did it because I voted early and I just wanted to be like, yeah, but your vote still counts. But anyways, he posted a bottle of Maker's Mark. Right when, <laughs> you know, as soon as he was going home to watch the returns and it's like. I don't blame yep. you because I, you know what? If I still drank, that's exactly what I. Would I, I saw so many like. So, what are your self care rituals for the day going to be? And all of it was just gifts of like middle aged women mixing drinks at home. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, that's about right. Nah, I don't do mixed drinks though. It's no, it's but, usually just wine or whiskey at this point. Yeah, every once in a while, maybe a beer, right? But well, yeah, it's got to be good though. Yeah, bad beer is just. Anyway, someone spilled Coors on one of my uh, bags of speaker stands at a show a couple years ago. It still smells like you it. Never I can't smell. get it out. It's no. so horrible. It's worse than cat piss. Oh. I think they're both made of the same thing. At least cat piss. Uh, ammonia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Um, so getting back to, like, you know, Trump's behavior after that, you know, there was a part of me that when he gave that speech, I'm actually sitting there going, you know what? If he does lose, we don't get another four years of this. That's that's kind of um, I think last week I said I sort of hope Biden wins because a little bit of return to normalcy right now kind of feels good. I just don't know if there's going to be the normalcy that I mean, like normalcy in that like um, fewer scandals. Yeah. Well, you will also have you will also have a president who knows better than and listen, I completely understand why Trump uses his social media oh it's to his, get his biggest strength out. biggest his strength biggest strength well because he's not going to get fair coverage anywhere yeah he's not going to get fair coverage anywhere so i could you know from that so he has to overcompensate there that's that's all he, that is yeah he, he does but not because of his small hand small dick thing but because no. he overcompensated for the lack of media coverage well it is the other might be true too i don't know didn't ted cruz say so megan kelly did megan kelly did <laughs> That was her first question oh to Donald God, Trump in the very right. first Republican debate. It's it's been four years. I don't remember anything. The very first Republican debate, they were making <laughs> dick jokes about Donald Trump. I, I'm like, okay, well, this is you know. And honestly, I'm really sick of it. I'm just, I'm really yeah. sick of it. You know, because the thing is, is that it's freaking embarrassing. You know, because at some point, yeah, you could kind of just sort of brush off the tweets, but when they keep coming and when they get this hostile, yeah, it's like you can't do that. I mean, there's the old saying that wars have been started over games of checkers. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's 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 yeah. You know, ha- having a Biden presidency would eliminate that um, entertainment from our lives, but, which but, would be great. But the potential for like absolute disaster domestically and internationally yes. when you start. I mean, he basically told the world that the United States was running a banana republic election here. Yeah. You know, I, I, I just I, that's what he told the world. He's got more. I think he's got more Twitter followers than anybody. Probably on Twitter, because most people and I, I would say that most of them probably hate him. Well, yeah, but you got to see what he says. You got to see what yeah, he says yeah. on that, you know, and everything like that. Now you won't necessarily because they're starting to restrict all this stuff. And look at the, the did the media parse it a little bit too much? Yes, Donald Trump saying we are we have won is blowhard campaign talk. That's all that is. I by yeah. the, Biden, if he had the mental capacity to say something like that, he would have. 
Okay. He, if if he, he could form the sentence. If he could form the <laughs> sentence instead of Trump, that's what he's going to find the code for or the cure for, <laughs> whatever that word was. <laughs> that was fantastic. I saw someone mash that video up with uh, Jim Carrey from Liar Liar going, fantastic. But I just, I really hate to see the, I, I really hate to see the, the integrity of the process get, get tainted like that. And I don't like to see our president, you know, I mean, I joke and look at, I make, no bones about it that I did not vote for Obama either time. I did not like him as a president. I disagreed with a major portion of his policies and everything like that. Not everything, but I, you know, and I, I thought he was a weak man. I thought he was a weak, ineffective leader and everything like that. But man, do I miss the days that we had a president who could talk in complete sentences. Something that I <laughs> wish we had right now, and we didn't have it last time either. Um, we had it for the Obama elections. We had it for. We had it for the Bush elections yeah. too. There were there were fewer character uh, attacks. Nobody was nobody had to vote on character. In this case, I can't vote in good conscience for either of our two main candidates because they're both deplorable people. They really to, are. to take a line from Hillary Clinton, they're deplorable. They, I don't I don't like them on a personal level. No. I don't trust them. I'm I can't trust them with the future of my country. Um, with 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 Bush. A lot of people disagree with his policies. Is that Ellen DeGeneres was like hanging out with him at a Dallas game? Well, it is, and, and people gave her shit about it. And she's like, "He's not a bad guy. I just disagree." Well, and 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 that was the whole thing when everybody was losing their shit over, you know, uh, Bill Clinton and George Bush, you know, teaming up for the the elder George Bush. Yes, you know, we're, we're teaming up for yeah. a lot of the Hurricane Katrina stuff. They were really, you know, I mean, and 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 apparently George W. Bush and Michelle Obama are like BFFs. Which I mean, they, I'm not really surprised at that because because of the the kind of people the Obamas are, the kind of people the 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 second Bush family are. I, I think on a very, very personal level, I probably would like Barack Obama if oh, I yeah. knew him personally. On a very personal level, I think I would like George W. Bush personally. Yeah, you know, yeah. They, they both seem like... I don't give a shit about either one of these two guys. No, they, I don't like either... No, I, I, I don't want Joe sniffing your granddaughter or daughters. I... Daughter, not granddaughters. Granddaughter, your, your daughters, daughters or, or, or your granddaughter. granddaughter. Yeah. All right. There's only one. Yeah. Um. And and I I don't want I don't want Trump anywhere near them either for other reasons. And I'm not going to repeat what he always says. But but I'm once. also looking at you know I'm also just looking at the fact that you know, you know, and I think it was a legitimate criticism toward Joe Biden that who has been in Washington for longer than I've been alive, and the only major accomplishment that he has was in fact writing a 1994 crime bill is that's the reason why black men are criminalized in this country a, a crime bill that Kamala got to enforce and right? abused yeah big okay. time but we're not we're we're voting for, we're voting for Biden because we believe uh, we're anti-racist mm -hmm. and we believe in you know we want to we want to get rid of racial injustice by voting for the guy that created the racial injustice yeah. or I, exacerbated it. So I think in Georgia, um, I think this is where they were talking about, the black turnout was really low. Yeah. Really low. So it wasn't that they were switching over to Trump. It's that they're like, we're not voting for either of these clowns, even though those counties were carried by Clinton last time. Yeah, they were. Um, and that and was that's, that's pretty telling of, hey, these people pay attention and they know that Kamala Harris isn't, uh, isn't worth their time, which is something that... Um, uh, if uh, let's say after Joe Biden wins the election, mm -hmm. he decides he doesn't want to be the president and he withdraws, mm -hmm. does that mean Kamala Harris then has a chance to become president? 
The well, DNC has to then put her forward as their main candidate, and then the electorates have to cast their votes again. For her, but I don't think anything like that will happen until after he's inaugurated. Okay. So he can, he can resign and step down once he stabilizes the country. Or the 25th Amendment gets invoked if he won't re- resign. Exactly. Because, because he's, I'm telling you right now, Nancy Pelosi's press conference about the 25th Amendment was not about Donald Trump. It was about Joe Biden. Hmm. I'm making that prediction right now. Uh, and, it was uh, about Joe Biden. Well, he's not really mentally present all the time. No, he's not. So the 25th Amendment can be invoked six times a day. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, it it really could. But then, I mean, this is the other thing. And this is what this is the thing that really concerned me about a a Biden win, though, is that if this happens and again, I'm telling people that this is an if this is not. But I'm I can see it happening is that the president of the United States should Biden resign will be somebody who didn't even make it as far as the Iowa caucuses during the Democratic primary. So the president of the United States will be somebody that nobody in her party even wanted to be president. How is that like? Yeah. I mean, we didn't elect this person. She becomes our president. I understand you need, you need the, the continuity of government. That's sure. how that works. But someone as divisive and horrible. As Kamala Harris becoming president without being elected. Well, and you, you want to know, there has been one time in history when that's happened. It happened to Gerald Ford. Yep. He took over as president and then lost his first election bid. I mean, so he was... he. Yeah. His, oh, she won't win if she has to run on her own. There's no way. No, no she won't. Because it's, it's because the thing, because Mitch McConnell's going to block everything on her legislative agenda anyway, so there's not going to be anything that's going to that's oh, yeah. slow. Minus executive orders, we're pretty much just going to have gridlock again. Again, which I don't necessarily think that's always such a bad thing. Because right the now, less government does. Yeah, right now I'm kind of okay with. Hey, if you're going to close down the country, close down the whole country, because that's what he's going to try to do. Yeah, he said as much in the second debate. The only reason I wanted a Trump presidency over a Biden presidency would have been letting businesses operate. Yeah. But I live in New York anyway where it doesn't matter. No. Because I can't do anything right now. But I want I kind of wanted a Biden presidency because uh, fewer scandals, uh, a quieter White House, uh, the uh, general calm might kind of come over the country Everybody a little bit. Everybody kind of needs to take a little bit of a breath. And he's an old man. He's going to sit in his recliner with a cigar, maybe. And he's just kind of like, we're just going to. No, he's going to do a bunch of shit that we hate. He's not going to just sit there and take it. The person that could have just sat there and uh, and let the country do its own thing would have been Joe Jorgensen with a cigar and a whiskey. With a cigar. She drinks bourbon and plays ice hockey. Mm-hmm. So let's You know, now that you brought her up, I'm going to I'm going to talk about. No, did you need to add something? You're probably going to say what I'm going to say. Okay. <laughs> Well, I'm going to come right out and say that I were initially was stunned with how poorly she did. I was, I, I was yep. initially stunned with how poorly she did. I expected 6%. I was expecting 6 Um, I'm trying to look up here right now. The way that it shows right now is Jorgensen has 1.1%. Which is abysmal compared to the 3-point-something that we got from... Johnson the last time. But I believe that there is a reason for this. And this is the... All right. First first of all, this this was not an election about trying to get Joe Biden the presidency. This was an election about getting Donald Trump out of the presidency. Okay? It was not about putting anybody in. Okay? The reason why Gary Johnson got a lot more coverage, because he got and a lot more votes and a lot more exposure in 2016, is because... He's a lifelong Republican light. 
he's basically a Republican who likes to smoke weed. And which is what they think all libertarians are. Which they, they, what, that's what they think they are. But the, but as far as policies go, Johnson was not a libertarian. The thought was, I remember in 2016, seeing it somewhere, is that they liked it because they thought he was the one who could siphon enough enough votes from Donald Trump for Hillary Clinton to win. I believe that there was a concerted effort, even more so this year, to silence Joe Jorgensen because she was polling way, way higher in a lot of these places than what the results were showing. Now, we obviously are saying that the polls are wrong because Joe Biden didn't beat Donald Trump, and he's not going to by double digits. It's not going to happen. Oh, they have him now at 248 to 214. Who did they give him? They must have just called somebody. They called Wisconsin. Arizona. And Arizona. Oh, sorry. No, uh, oh, AP I, already I, called them. Yep, yep, yep. So they called, yeah, they 95% reporting. Uh, wow, 21,000 votes. I'm not entirely sure that. I wouldn't have called that yet. I don't know if I would have called that yet. Let's see. While we're at it, well, Michigan is... 96, and it's uh, 100,000. Oh, uh, no, 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 not even. It's like 40,000. Yep, yep. And Nevada, we're never going to know anyway. So uh, Nevada's going to be close. Nevada's going to be close. Biden's still holding on okay there, but I don't know why they're... the, the, The gap in Wisconsin is... Twenty-one thousand. Is, is it's not it's, it's not Florida in two thousand, but it's still pretty close. It's pretty darn. What's close the gap here. in Nevada? Nevada is uh, just under eight. Eight thousand. Yeah, that's gonna. Oh, and only sixty-seven percent reporting though. Yeah. So there's still some chance there. So I, I I'm trying to see what they've got going on here in Michigan, but they got. So I mean, this is exactly what it is, though. I mean, it's going to wind up being declared if they're already declaring. You know, if they're declaring Wisconsin with a with a smaller gap then i mean that could be a lot of different reasons i mean there's votes coming in from different areas and stuff mm-hmm. like that so i don't want to just you know completely like because if, if all they're getting in right now are votes from major cities then you can be like okay well that the gap's gonna get bigger it is yeah it is so i think that that's probably what they're looking at right now so right now i mean all he needs is 22 electoral votes to get it Michigan gives him 16, 16 and Nevada gives him six. Was I right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Michigan is. Oh, it's not showing up. I got to go to the national map. Oh, of course. To show all states. So Michigan is 16. Yes. Yep. And Nevada six. So yep. that those 22, that's what he needs. Yep. Um, but the uh, AP still has not called it. But anyways, I'm going to get back to Joe Jorgensen here is that. I think one of the reasons there was a couple of reasons why I think there was a concerted effort to silence her. A large part of it is because I think that she was a bigger threat to Biden than she was. to Trump. She's a woman. She's a woman. She's a woman that's going to get some of the 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 female votes. I don't know if that's what like, I know my wife voted for Joe Jorgensen, but I don't know what her main reasoning for it was. Not that my wife's going to vote for her because she's a woman, but I think that probably helps some women who are still on the fence well, about things. I'm, I'm not telling turns out of school here by talking about like how my wife feels about donald trump and she's like as a woman i can't vote for him nope so i mean but the but the thing is is that like i'm you know a lot of the stuff that she was talking about was you know you know she wanted to heal the racial inequality in this country but she was doing it by showing up to these rallies and just or candlelight vigils and just participating she wasn't Mm -hmm. making speeches no grandstanding no grandstanding at all and stuff like that but at the same time pointing out kamala harris is prosecutor of the record and joe biden's statements you know like 
you know, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Yeah. Okay. And his, you know, and, and so his one, no wonder he lost Atlanta uh, well, or, or lost Georgia. I mean, that's the whole thing. If you don't vote for me, you're not black. But so that's, I mean, and I'm going to say right now, a side note, if Donald Trump ever said that, that would have been the end of his presidency. So. No, I don't think so. He's, no, maybe not. He said similar things already. Yeah, he yeah. really has. So maybe not. But. <laughs> Grab him by the pussy. No, and he still true. got elected. He did. Come on. I didn't vote for him. I wasn't going to vote for him anyway because I knew he was a freaking con man oh, yeah. going in. Yeah. But I, I, I really believe that this was the effort because, you know, here's the thing. It not only kept her from getting that benchmark support, Libertarians got just kicked off the ballot. I mean. Oh, yeah. We lost ballot access in New York, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. We got kicked off the ballot because of it. Now, they changed the rules at the last minute to do it, too, yeah. which I also believe that had something to do with it. But the results that are coming in. Okay. Now, interestingly enough, I believe Michigan was one of those states, though, where Jorgensen. I'm just gonna. I'm bear with. You bear have with to use us. the scroll bar for some reason. It's not reacting. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I got yeah he's got it because he's got the better mouse hand on this one here. But um, you know, Jorgensen's gap is pretty. Jorgensen's total votes were kind of close to. I mean, you're looking at a forty thousand vote difference and joe jorgensen got fifty eight thousand votes oh compared to like how oh oh yeah she made the difference there she's that's what i'm saying i mean yeah. you know these wow, you could actually say that the third parties might have stolen it from trump they, they could because i think i think trump will lose more votes to the libertarian party than the democrats because more democrats lean harder left than they do center they do yeah. but i also think that but exposing george jorgensen though and giving her the type of cover you know i mean mainstream media outlets were interviewing Gary Johnson. Uh, the Aleppo thing happened live yeah. on air, didn't it? Yeah, no, happened. it wasn't live. It wasn't. It was a tape but, show, but it was like yeah. it, it, it was a. But we saw it. the whole all, the, the whole, whole country world. saw that. They all yeah. saw that. People didn't even know who Joe Jorgensen was going into the this. The only thing. mainstream media coverage I saw of Joe was it was on Fox, I think. Yeah, and I don't watch Fox News. It was Fox Business. Fox Business. Yeah. Well, libertarians like business. Well, so that makes sense. But that's also Kennedy, who is probably her and Stossel are like the only libertarian journalists left in the national platform here so it's but but you know i think that there was really an effort because why if if they really were not afraid of her why they keep moving the needle on these third parties yeah uh, they, they, they 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 keep moving the needle on them or not moving the, they're moving the goalposts on them yeah Th this this is something that's been bothering me um because i because i see this happening a lot like we like i was pretty clear about like yeah it'd be cool if joe jorgensen won but like i know it's the long game i know that we're not going to win this year and of course we're not no and certainly not now no um i wish um i wish the libertarian party was more open about that because i i saw like it was um it was joe's um election party yeah and they said uh and like you know and pretty soon we're gonna have the next president of the united states joe jorgensen and like you guys are just kind of you're kind of pandering to the people that want it to happen, but yeah. like it's not going to. I feel like if they were more intentional or more honest about what we need to accomplish, and it might, especially when you have an election like this where it's, it's a the main two parties are a waste of time this year. Yeah, doesn't matter who wins this year; it's going to be a nightmare. Um, I don't think anything's going to fundamentally change in this no country, and, and we're going to no have gridlock in the in the in Congress. Yeah. So nothing nothing's going to happen. Um, and nothing can happen until COVID is gone anyway, yeah. at least for New York. Um, and I'm sure there are, uh, California is probably worse than we are, honestly, yeah, still. Point, yeah. yeah. Um, but like if, um, if people would be honest about why we need to vote for a third party, 
the way we try to be, maybe we would see more success in that. Well, and you know what? I was trying to explain this to people going in because everybody was, you know, and I, I, I still hear that now. Oh, well, if you voted, somebody told me this just today. If you voted for Jorgensen, what you actually did was either, you know, depending on the state you're in, helping one or the other. Bullshit. I voted for Joe Jorgensen, and guess what? My vote counted for her and no one else. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think, though, I've been pretty clear with people that, like, you know, just in talking with them, and we even said it on this show here. I mean, we are a libertarian show, or we try to be as much as we can. Um, we're libertarians that host a show. And that we're libertarians that host a show here. But, like, I voted for George Jorgensen not only for her platform, which I agreed with for the most part, not everything, but I agreed with it for the most part. So I liked her policies, so I voted for her for that. But I also recognized going in, I'm not trying to vote her into the White House. I'm trying to bust up the two-party duopoly, yep. which is really what needs to happen. And if this election is not an indicator of that, I don't know what is. Yeah, because we, we had some ground with Johnson last time. Yeah. Um, Three-point-something percent, I know that. But I don't believe her getting a third of his votes, though. It, it, it I, I believe it was because of an all-out effort. There was more of an effort to silence her and treat her oh, like yeah. vermin supreme. Well, what, what I think might have happened, the, the, like, the people that are softer libertarians, like softer than me, because I'm not even registered libertarian. Right. I, will, I will be after this election because um, I need to bolster the party anyway. Um, the people that are softer libertarians might have given into the whole, this is the most important election of your life. You need to vote for Joe. Biden, they probably got conned into that instead of sticking to their guns. I, I think that that's what it was, too, is because, I mean, look, at there are people, obviously, that are just wishing for another, you know, Trump term here and everything like that. But honestly, but and you could see it. I mean, but, you know, again, if Donald Trump miraculously somehow manages to pull this off, He's going to be a president who was not elected with the majority of the votes in this country. Yes, yeah, so you're going to have you're going to have people calling for the end of the electoral college again. More people, but but but, but more people are against him. But I think the part part of that whole thing was that this was not an election for Joe Biden. It was an anti-Trump thing, yep. and a lot of libertarians, especially Trump's abysmal record on immigration and his abysmal record on guns. Yeah, it's like a hidden abysmal record on guns. There's never any media about that. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, here's the thing. As far as I'm concerned, the minute he said take the guns first and due process second, yeah. no, that's an abysmal record on the Constitution. That's an abysmal record on the Constitution, <laughs> right, right there. But I, I think that I, I, I think that people were and like you said, light libertarians who normally would bank left on a lot of social issues. I mean, I, I bank left on a lot of social issues too. You know, I mean, but not to what you know, Biden, you know, wants or pretends to want. Um, when 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 Joe Jorgensen spoke about racial equality, I believed her. Mm -hmm. I didn't believe him. Well, he didn't have a plan for it. He doesn't. She came right forward and she's like, we're going to end qualified immunity. I'm like, hell yeah, that's yes. how you do it. That's that's a great way to fix the problem with the police first off. And that you fix that problem and it's it. What is it? Trickle down anti-racism? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, no, I mean, you get rid of this stuff and. You know, I, I just I, you, you know, but I, I do think that she was more of a threat to Biden than she was to Trump. And therefore, anything that was going to threaten Joe Biden, because here's the thing, he's still about as fragile of a candidate as you could get. And it won't take much for him to go down. Yeah. So 
you know, anything to do to keep him from losing anything is, you know, I could definitely see that happening. Now, if I'm a Republican, though, too, I don't really want the libertarians to, you know, because economically and, I'm, you know, they're pretty much I mean, most Republicans like the idea of not paying taxes. Oh, yeah, the conservative ones do. Yeah, the conservative, but I'm just yeah. saying, like, I mean, they like the idea, but they wouldn't, you know. But, I mean, I remember hearing about this, too, like, in... They like uh, to interfere with business still, though. They do. They really do. Low taxes, like, great, but, like, then you start bailing people out. Yeah, like, which, by the way, corporate bailouts are no, is not capitalism either, okay? If, if a company is, there's no such thing as a company that's too big to fail. Let them fail. Yeah. That's what go. happens. Let them file bankruptcy. Yeah, that... <laughs> It worked for Trump. <laughs> a couple times. <laughs> uh, a few times. Um, it's not a big deal. It's a reorganization of debt. But, you know, we're trying to be reasonable here. But I really do think so. I mean, but there, there was one thing. I, I guess maybe this is a little bit of a libertarian spin. And I think, though, that maybe where um, we will start to see maybe some shift toward a third party is that there were a handful of races scattered around the country, local races, where libertarians won. Well, you said racists. Oh, I'm like, racist. yeah, we know. Like, yeah. no, that's not too scattered. Um, <laughs> actually, matter of fact, we're about to fight another civil war for this exact same reason. <laughs> a lot of jokes about the civil war coming up. Uh, Very. Expect it. Yeah. But, I, but anyway, so I just, I'm sorry, we're, we totally lost. I, uh, uh, there were a bunch of races across the country. Races across the country, yeah, that were local, yep. that libertarians won. And there was a couple, there was like, I think in Wyoming, there was a state house seat. There was a couple of city council seats. Actually, a state house seat is not bad at all. No, that's pretty good. I mean, that's getting up there, you know. Well, you got to go, uh, I mean, we you have to go against whatever the establishment is and you still win. Yeah. It's pretty good. We had a friend to do that here and he didn't. Didn't win. Wasn't libertarian. He was trying to just go against the establishment Republicans and didn't win. It's hard. It's it's very hard yeah. to do it. It's, it's not the House. It's the state Senate, but whatever. But he he performed actually very well going against the establishment and not what you see. So what I'm actually starting to think of seeing that is that I think maybe in order to enact the change, in order to show people that there are more than two options, is that I think that the Libertarian Party right now needs to stop with this national focus and start looking more, at least at the very biggest, the states. We have four years until the next presidential election. Yes. Now, this year's a wash <laughs> for the whole country anyway. Yeah. Um, if we, fo and we, if we, we, have, we have elections every year. Yes. So does every state? I know New York does. Yeah, we have elections every year. Okay. I mean, they're, they're either local or, yeah. I mean... You've so got, so yeah, let's focus I mean, that school way. School board races. I mean, yeah, like we. So we have um, Brandon. Party. We have Brandon Line on the water board. He's our only libertarian um, elected official in Fulton County. But it's a libertarian elected official in Fulton County. Yeah, maybe. like I could run for say mayor of Mayfield. Yeah, and I can do so under the libertarian ticket. People kind of know who I am in this town, but like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that because I don't want to be mayor. No. <laughs> I but, can't think of anything like, that I would like to be less like, than you're, mayor of you're, Northville. You're Jeff Pitchy. You're that guy with the old laundromat with all the windows with the Tyvek. You guys making crack in there? Like yeah. I'm not. You know, no, no, you you, you don't need that. We're not. We're not. We're not growing crack if that's what you do. But I think the <laughs> local level is actually really the way to go. Because I think so. I, and, and I what I was getting at is like when I was out there doing when I was early voting, um, and I heard so many people in line around me talking to me saying, "I wish we had other choices." Of course, I turned around to them. I said, "You do." Mm -hmm. And see, here's where the this is where the circle, and this is why 
the circle needs to be completely exploded from the inside out is because third party we we need a third party third party can't win we only have two choices yep so oh no third party can't win so i won't vote for the third party therefore we only have two real choices and it's just it's a big circle that goes around i would vote third party if they could win but they won't so that's actually telling me you know what i gotta tell you right now I have a less respect for voters who say that than almost anything else. Because that tells me you do not vote for your principal, you vote for the party. I almost respect that less than I respect people that didn't vote. Yeah. I, I won't vote for a third party because they can't win. Yeah. Well, people, people that didn't vote, they're just like, you know, I don't care what happens. Yeah. It's going to suck anyway. I'm like, I all right, I'll respect that. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I probably wouldn't have sat it out because I don't like to sit out elections. Yeah, and, and we're like trying to bolster the third parties but here. But you know what? If there wasn't a Joe Jorgensen on a ticket, I probably would have just been like, I'll go. I'll do what I did in 2016 and write in Rand Paul. And, so, so, but so, I wouldn't do that this year. So there's um there's a notion that I, I heard people talking about it at my voting place. Uh, the uh, that, that if you don't have every uh, every category filled, your ballot does not get counted. So I don't know if that's true. It probably isn't because that's no. not how that's not how Scantron sheets work. No, they're looking on that. No, that's not true. Yeah, but that uh, misconception. I mean, I I vote I vote in a really small area, and I heard two people talking about that. So that is a misconception that apparently people think is true. It is, and it, there's a lot of misconceptions yeah. about the. But you know, I mean, I, I just think that that's what that's the thing that really drives me the most nuts. Though, is that when I hear third party can't if the third party could win. I would vote for them. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I would rather you stay home because you're not the American voter that I really want to reach out to feel, because you don't vote for principle. I feel like a lot of those people probably wouldn't vote for a third party anyway because the third parties aren't doing what they agree with. Like we've got the Green Party, which is the most extreme version of the Democratic Party. Yeah. Uh, but you don't have extreme Democrats voting Green Party. No. And uh, that's because, especially this year, they just wanted Trump out, so they weren't they wouldn't risk they wouldn't risk losing votes to their third party. No. Would um would ranked choice voting fix that problem without a massive change to um to infrastructure? I want to discuss ranked choice voting. I want to wait though to see what happens in Maine. And right now, mm, it right. looks like it looks like Trump or Biden's going to carry Maine, but there's a congressional seat there that might wind up it's up in here i think it is or, or that's my counties there's a congressional district though up there that or, oh no there's a senate race i think that could come to rank choice it might if if it's really really close which i don't think it's going to be uh because it looks like susan collins is gonna wind up winning anyway right there yeah she's been declared oh winner. she's got it yep so anyway so rank choice voting so actually i i'm almost i mean I'm just a little worried about like because I don't know how it was put into effect, you know, and and we didn't see that there. But I'd like to take a look at. I I just I don't want to. I like the idea on its surface. I got to look. Oh, you know what? A friend of mine uh, was running for, um, I believe it was state senate out there. Oh, okay. Um, wonder if I can find that. Well, you have. There's a governor. Oh no, they're not doing state races. It doesn't look like. All right, I'm, I'm going to find that. All right, while, while, while you find that, um, to go on. So, anyways, so, I, I mean, if we're talking about, I, I think that the third party is what they really need to do. And I'd like to see more, you know, quote-unquote third parties. I like to call them minor parties because I don't care 
at should, this, be, should be five or six parties. Yeah, there, re- there, really, there really should be. And not um, the working families parties or the conservative party. Those are just leeches. That they're, ba- they're basically, the working families and conservative parties are to give Republicans and Democrats a vote and say, well, I didn't vote on the Democratic line or I didn't vote on the Republican line. So we're looking that up. So I really would, you know, uh, so we have oh, Ethan Brownell for Maine District. House District 1. Um, nah, he looks like he wound up. Uh, that's a, that's a, if you go down a little bit, the result not in our favor. Yep. So I guess we don't know. Uh, I guess I, I, I'm going to have to research I'll, his ranked choice. I'll, a I'll, bit. I'll talk to him. Maybe talk we can just him. have him on and have him talk about the process. You know, I would love to actually, you know, yeah. he's, he's way left for, compared to where we are. I don't care. We right. don't need to talk about it. I just want to talk about the ranked choice. So that's actually my trying to be a little bit responsible to those of you who listen is that I don't know enough about ranked choice. I like what I heard about it so far, but I'd really rather hear from somebody who knows a lot more about it than I do just in order to, I, I, I don't like to make a lot of conjecture. I like to say things that are based on numbers. In fact, which is why I can actually tell you right now that it's not because of voter fraud. If Joe Biden wins this thing, it's because they're just absentee, but I want to get into the actual, the way that these votes are counted and stuff like that, because I'm not really, and that's, the segue into you know my next we have a we're kind of whirlwinding through a lot of this stuff we got a lot of oh this could this could be a six hour episode if if uh our service would let us upload a six hour episode uh, (laughs) which i really don't like it but and this is the one thing that now we knew we knew going into this election that things were going to be different because of COVID 19 there's going to be a push for a lot more mail-in absentee voting um, you know, the early voting. You oh, know, can simply, I jump in here for a ahead. second? The CDC said you could still vote in person even if you currently had COVID yeah. as long as you wore a mask. It's not about the virus, people. <laughs> and it never has been. But anyways, the, the, you know, what, what is really flooring me, though, is that, you know, Florida is the third most populous state in the country. And by all measure even though it didn't come out that way you know a battleground state how is it that they are able to have all of their elect their results done on election night but nevada has to wait till thursday old people working the polls it's, it's got to be something like that mm-hmm. it's, yeah but if you look at the vote i mean there's neither candidate in nevada is even going to get a million votes out there that's it's like there's no people out there to do that but it, well the process might be slower because the population is well but the, but there were differences like you know they they started counting the in some states started counting those mail-in and absentee votes they weren't reporting them but they started counting them right away because they wanted to be able to get a lot of that or at least as much of a chunk as they could out of the way so that they could deal with the election day results that were coming in and everything like that and i just it doesn't make any sense to me that that a state like florida which by the way is supposedly like this big chaotic free-for-all meth head alligators you know well i mean not every not, not every city is jacksonville well but. that's true <laughs> miami's not jacksonville no no miami should be its own country yes i really think that, well yeah <laughs> i think the same thing about new york city sometimes too because it's just a completely different world down there i'm not anti-big cities i don't want anybody to think about this but it really just it absolutely and again this this goes back to the archaic way that we still approach our elections is that you know i mean and look at it's been proven over and over and over again 
that even early voting, mail voting, all that stuff, voter fraud is not going to happen. I don't believe for a second that I can order things from my phone using my credit card number and contact information and not have my bank account and that re relatively secure with the with the amount of transactions that happen every day online with yeah. the credit card information the amount of stolen information is tiny yeah it's, it's absolutely tiny it's not you hear a lot we're about not talking about the nsa and their ability to see what we're buying and who we're talking to but like the, the average people yeah. causing problems you're not going to be able to get i mean it's it's just it's they want you to protect against identity theft obviously because it can cause a lot of problems but it's you know the, i mean it, you could securely i don't feel like oh man i better not give my credit card number out over amazon because my ID, my stuff is going to get stolen they're going to use my number like maybe if you're buying from wish.com or something well, that yeah. might happen but or, not, or wayfair yeah might what, end what, up with a new child in your house and all i wanted was a cabinet <laughs> um, but they but but i cannot believe that they cannot come up with a way to report these things a lot better and look at this is the one area where I'm not entirely sure how I what I feel because I really believe very much in the sovereignty of individual states. And I think that they have the right. You know what? When Trump tried to put a national response to COVID together and the states pushed back, including, you know, led by Cuomo about they were right. The governors were right. And, you know, to do this. So I, I do believe in protecting the sovereignty of the states a bit. But there's got to be a way that to make some of this counting stuff a little bit like deadlines or things like that to like when these things need to be in by or anything like that. I for the national election for the, I think the federal government may actually, maybe the federal government should have control over how it's done. It is the national election. It, it is, but there is a problem that in a lot of these states, so you have individual congressional races, you have Senate races, you've got governor races. And do you, do you want to, do you want to separate it and make it more difficult? That would actually make it worse. Um, a, a really easy way to do this would be writing software and keeping on, keeping it on a closed network instead of having um, it, it may not work for uh, the elderly, but you can always have assistance on it. Sure. Have, write some software, throw it on some tablets, keep it all on a closed network. You look at your digital ballot, you poke the things like you're taking a quiz on Facebook and then you you check it, you submit it and it immediately goes to a local server. Yeah. Where it is automatically counted. There's no reason why it can't be. And you know what? That server is not unlocked, and the results of it are not released until all the close of polls on election yeah. day. But you still have to deal with people that will be absent, because if you are not, if you're not there at the polling place on that closed network, then you have to do it on the internet, which is where you can run into trouble. Well, and I think you're. You know, there's obviously going to be a lot of kinks that need to be worked out. I mean, yeah. look at the, the, the idea of in-person voting is never going to go away. No. I don't necessarily think it should. No, but the speed at which it would be counted would be that much faster. Um, like, because I don't have to go to the ballot machine. Oh, oh, it took my ballot just fine this time. Um, last yeah. year was a nightmare. Oh, was it? Or four years ago was a nightmare. But you don't have to, you don't have to go sign in, get your ballot, walk over, read it, make sure you're not pulling a florida and like filling out the wrong information yeah. and then walk over and put it in the scantron and leave yeah it only took me like two minutes once i got in there once i got my ballot it took me right. about two minutes to do it all but if it was a tablet it would have been okay boom 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 and it can switch pages so you don't get overwhelmed with other things there it's like oh presidential race is one page go 
Senate, go. House, go. And then it's a matter of 30 seconds. You're speeding up the process in general. But the votes automatically are, since they're pretty They immediately the machine, go right to the server. They go right to the server, and they're there. Yes. You can't, I mean, okay, granted, there will be accusations of tampering. It's a very unlikely that that's going to happen. Yeah, you can you can you can build in like um you know when you um you steal a bunch of, or you ask the government for a bunch of money and they put ink packs in it to so you know where the money goes. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's ha- how you do it. Have a digital ink pack in there so it has proof of tampering. Yeah, so I yeah. mean there's 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 ways around it because I it's this is not you know eighteen the eighteen forties where we had to wait four months before some guy rides through the middle of town on a horse telling us who became the new president. Yeah, we're not still fighting battles for the Revolutionary War after the British surrendered. Yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah. it's not happening. You know, we all know. And, and, and the thing is, is that, like, a lot of states, and I keep forgetting about this, but, you know, we, we're accustomed to, and a lot, you know, I think most states are, you know, 9 o'clock. You know, is the closing, but I can't believe there are a lot of states that close a lot earlier than that. People that work all day and, like, yeah, I think you legally have to let people go vote. You can't legally keep them at work. No, you have to legally let them go. But sometimes, like, let's say I was running an event on, like, Tuesday. Yeah. I run my business, and I I have an event, my, my one of my nine events for the year. I'm probably stuck there doing it. Oh, yeah. So I need to be able to go after I'm done with my work for the day. So nine o'clock, that's late enough for most things. I think so. I'm, I'm not saying it's... I was just surprised how many things closed as early as they did. Well, to me, if we closed at 6 here, yeah. there'd be a lot of people that couldn't vote because a lot of people will still work because and they, they need to, to make the money. they have to let you vote if you're there before the polls close. So it's like they can... You know, the, okay, the polls are closed... You know, you said somebody at the back of the line said anybody that comes behind me can't get in. Because no, if they're, they're in line, they get to vote even if it's vote. after nine. So yeah. we're not. To, so look, at, there are some delays and stuff like that. But, you know, it, I mean, and just covering hyper local elections. And I've done it in a lot of different places. So it's but I find the same problems. It's just this arc. You know, we're waiting for somebody to drive the bag from, you know, their little polling place where 70 people voted all day. But we don't know the results because they got to drive the bag all the way to the board of elections, and it's a forty-minute drive. You know, you know, to do that, I'm like, this is okay. I could understand that even in the 1980s, yeah, even as far as the 90s. The 90s, the, the internet was unsecure. It was slow. Yeah, Al Gore invented it, which made it even slower. If it ran like he talks, <laughs> uh, but it was just it was it, I, I mean it, so that part of it like just really 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 aggravated me because it's like I don't think that we're getting a full accounting of what's really taking place throughout the night and I think it does a disservice because this leaving everything up in the balance now I it's this is not like two thousand where they couldn't have a declared winner there's gonna be a declared winner here and it's gonna be Joe Biden okay but it's Something, something substantial has to change in Nevada. Before. Well, I mean, that, that, but see, here's the problem. Nevada is not going to be resuming any of the counting or anything like that until later this week. Michigan and, or Pennsylvania is already saying it's going to be Friday by the time you know. That's To me, that's unacceptable. You can't have... They knew going into this that they would have an influx of mail-in yes. ballots. They knew that. They should have prepared so for it. So why were you not prepared for this? Okay. Well, I mean, both, most poll... Polling places are, are manned by volunteers. I'm not talking about the volunteers at the polling places. I'm talking about at the boards of elections. Oh yeah. That you know what? And I and and really, because the states 
are the ones who set the deadlines and the rules and the way you vote and everything like that. I think it was really incumbent upon the states to work with the local board of elections because the thing is, is that you can't have in our country this even as much as a weak vacuum before at least having a declared winner in the race. Yeah. Okay. Because I remember in 2000, it put everything to a halt. Everything. Okay. And I mean, and all it was was hanging chads, you know, 24. And, and the thing is, is that one of the things that I noticed um, that as, you know, as time was going on during the recounts in 2000 and stuff like that. Now, when you have an election that close, that doesn't mean in that case, I think it was more of a personal preference because the differences between the two candidates positionally really wasn't that much different. They were both boring as hell personalities yeah. you know so it wasn't really that like we'd have a little more renewable energy right now if yeah. we had al gore yeah maybe and may uh you know actually the war on terror might not have been as i'm gonna say this mm. i didn't like i didn't vote for george bush either time i didn't really like him as president but when 9-11 happened i was very glad that he was president and not al gore yeah i'll say that I, I don't i mean i don't know if the invasion in iraq was uh appropriate but um, it wasn't. I don't think it was. No, but like especially using using the WMNDs yeah. uh, <laughs> rule, um, you could just say we're going in to take out an evil dictator, and some people would be like, okay. <laughs> some people, everybody in the um, red belt, Bible belt, would have been like, yeah, yeah, let's do it, yeah, yeah, whatever. But they, uh, but yeah, things would not be that vastly different. That's no. di- like, and nothing's going to change right away this time anyway until COVID is gone. Yeah, it's not, it's not yeah. going to change. But I guess the, the 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 problem, see, like the but the longer that that went on, the divisions started getting worse and worse and worse. Oh yeah, the gap worse. is so wide right was, now. It, and it really, and and the thing was is that that stretching, and this was getting, you know, this was stretched out over what turned out to be a. 535 vote margin. Now, look at I'm I want every vote counted. And in states where it is really really close, I don't have a problem if it triggers an automatic recount. I want these things, you know, I don't I actually want the numbers to be real enough so that nobody could sit there and say well they're just pulling stuff out of thin air. Yeah, we're looking at a $32,000 difference in Michigan. Dollar. 32,000 vote yeah. difference in Michigan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, I see that number, and I want it to be money. That's all it is. Which, um, I, it, see, at this point, it's going to probably go to... I don't know. Thir- 96 for a minute. I, th- that, that's, that's an easy number to, to get past. Yeah, um, I it think is. it's still going to be Joe Biden winning Michigan. I do, too. Yeah. The extra votes are coming in from the city. So, yeah. it's, it's not, but, but anyways, what I was getting at is that, that divi- so that by the time that George Bush was sworn in, you know, on oath, you know, when he was inaugurated as president and everything like that, he already had half the country believing that he was an illegitimate president. Yeah. That, you know, and the same thing actually really happened with this. Now, you could say all you want about it, but they've, I mean, the Democrats have spent four years basically saying that Donald Trump is an illegitimate president, which I'm going to get into that too, because I got some thoughts on the whole. Yeah, this is, and it's related to the votes and everything like that. But, I'm, but you know, the thing is, is that we need to, if we could rep- improve the reporting, I think it's really important in this country that we are able to declare a winner. If it's close enough, let the court cha- challenges do their thing. I don't have necessarily have a problem with it. 
get ready because you're going to have a lot of political football. But the longer it goes on, it takes that much longer for the country to move past it. And in this day and age, this country is so polarizing, okay? We have anti-Trumpers who are telling family members, F you if you voted for him. Yeah. Man, if this goes on too long, uh, Macy's in New York City is going to be boarded up for weeks. Yeah. It's going to, I mean, and that's the whole thing is that you see now, this is the one thing though, that I, I think it's going to be extra important because if something happens within the next day or two in Michigan and Nevada, and all of a sudden they're getting called for Trump, the Democrats are going to go apeshit. Oh yeah. Well, they, I can understand them getting upset about it, but the numbers are so close right now that it's. If one of those two states, actually, well, if Biden loses either of those, he loses the election. Yeah. But if he if he loses one of them, it wouldn't be that surprising because of how close it is. It is. Um, so it's not. And and let's also not forget that you know, this is the challenge that I thought that the Democrats had going in is that they were already behind the eight ball because they had to flip reliably blue states, Wisconsin and Michigan and Pennsylvania being three of them. Mm-hmm. That they he had to turn those around and flip them back, and also capture a lot of those other swing states here. Now, I didn't really expect him to do well in it. I didn't expect Biden to win Arizona. I'm really surprised. He, that's the one state that I was surprised that he won. Is 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 Arizona? He won it by an okay margin too. Yeah, I mean it's it's, you know, I mean it's an okay. Now again, this is also if you look at the microcosm though between the Southwest and the Southeast. No, I'm not talking oh, about the oh. actual vote stuff, but. Look at the type of immigrants that live in Southwest. Uh, look at the, who the immigrants are who are living in Southwest United States as compared to the Southeast. Cubans versus Mexicans. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So maybe Arizona flipping is is Arizona flipping is probably has a lot because of the wall. The wall. <laughs> yeah. You know. So I, I I get that. And yeah, the border counties in Texas also usually go for Trump too. So I mean, it's if you look at the map of Texas. I mean, look at that. Yeah, you got you well, know, th- that's all that's all border towns. Yeah, yeah. You know. So that's, oh, you mean that usually go for Biden? Yeah, or that go blue. I meant yeah, 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 yeah. that went blue. Yep. Yeah, it's all it's 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 all yeah, around. Yeah, because once border. you once you get over to the coast here, it's it's all red except for what is this, Beaumont? Right uh, Houston, Obama County, but Houston, yeah, yeah. But like um, Houston itself as a city is Democratic, but everything around yeah. it is. I mean, right. that's where just the just like from. Austin, just like Dallas, it's, that's how cities are. It, it is, but it's. I think it's a little bit, it's still a little bit more isolated in Texas where the other areas, and really that's what something that people don't talk about a lot with this whole you know, what Trump's strategy was to win the first time is that he knew that he was going to lose the cities, so his whole strategy has always been middle class families, go. Run up the score in the rural counties mm-hmm. enough to offset, and he does that. I mean, well, he increased voter turnout in New York, certainly, and we have a lot of rural counties here. Yeah, we have a lot of rural um, counties. Like, the, m- most of New York's space is rural. You, ca- you can't really call where we are a suburb. No. Not really, right? No, we're not a suburb of anything. Um, and even, like, even Amsterdam, which is, like, arguably the largest city in this immediate area, isn't really urban. No, it's 18,000 people. I mean, yeah. We're not talking. Yeah. Huge, and, I mean, and, and they might consider themselves to be like a, or want to be a bedroom community the capital region but even that i mean albany's still a half hour from there i mean it's not really yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah we commute to albany from here all the time but but it's also like it's a half hour commute but we're also transversing like four different counties where a half hour commute in new york city would be you know 10 blocks 10 blocks yeah. you know so i there, there's there are differences we're not an yeah. urban or, or you know and amsterdam i can drive across it and 
a few minutes. Yeah. I had some guy at an event a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was just filming the event. He uh, he said something about like um, driving for ten minutes uh, where I'm from versus driving ten minutes where we are now. It's in Albany. It's not in New York City. Yeah. The, the event's in Albany. He goes, it's only like two blocks for you guys. Haha. <laughs> Am I right? I'm looking at this guy. I'm like. You don't know where you are. Yeah, you have no <laughs> like, idea. Albany's a little slower than here, but ten minutes still gets me across town. Yeah, yeah, it's you're 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 a couple hours from New York City, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you really, really are. New York is rural. Remember that, people. Yeah, upstate New York is very, very rural. Yeah, and and, and very, very red. So, anyways, that's sort of like you know some of the immediate thoughts that I had, you know, in the aftermath of uh, of this election. I, you know, what at the, at the end of the day, though. I think what we're seeing here is that we're seeing the process work, but there is going to be, there's one thing, and I think I'm going to kind of close with this. I mentioned about the Russia hoax and everything like that, is that the ever since Trump came out and gave his accusations of fraud, and we're going to weaponize the Supreme Court, which he probably won't, but, uh, you know, and everything like that, the whole narrative has been about how secure our elections are how you can't have fraud you can't change votes blah 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 all of this other stuff and yet we've been told for three and a half years that the only reason why donald trump is the president of the united states is because russia interfered and interfered in our elections so you're basically so what this is what i actually found what i was thinking to myself when i'm watching them sitting there first of all, i'm like you freaking hypocrites Okay, you you sat there and said that the only re but now it's the integrity of the election, which is why Joe Biden's winning. But, you know, Donald Trump, you know, but but the thing is, is that, you know, they're coming out with the security and the integrity and everything like this. But it's sort of like so you're basically admitting your assertions against Trump in 2016 were bullshit and were a hoax yep. and were, you know, everything. And that's what I, that's the one thing that I also saw last night in a lot of the coverage. It's something that I saw a lot last night in some of the reactions and stuff like that is how the narrative, you know, just automatically flipped like the last three and a half years just hasn't happened. And I mean, I didn't hear Russia get mentioned once last night in anything that I was looking at. I didn't hear, you know, foreign. Inter- and then here's the thing: yeah, we were not, being not told, once, not once, but we were being told this whole election season that we could have foreign interference again in our elections. Okay, that it's not going to be. There's going to be. It's going to be turned on its head. Blah blah blah. Whatever. And and now all of a sudden we have the most secure election system in the world. Now, like I could see, like okay, 2016, the Russians interfered. The very next year, we fixed everything and everything like that. But they were still going on about the Russia thing, even going into this year. Yep. Okay, now you're going to flip the switch. Watch what happens when Biden wins this thing. And because I'm actually seeing so many people saying things about him that's just going to flip the narrative around and everything like that. That, you know, how many times did we hear about Trump's mental capacity to be in office? Oh, Trump's? Not much. And I don't think he has. No, we no people in the media during his presidency have questioned his men- oh, mental ability. I, did, to- I actually didn't see much of that. Not last night, but it has been throughout his presidency. Mm. Actually, he's his mental fitness has been called into question several times. But you you don't think? I mean, I just probably didn't see it. Uh, you don't think that's going to happen to Joe though, even though it's quite clear. I don't think that he still doesn't get called out on it. Yeah, and he still doesn't get called out on it. Okay, we're still making fun of Donald Trump for Kovath. Right. Which I still will because oh, that was absolutely Kovef? funny. I thought it was Kofifi. Kofifi, Kovef. Oh, oh, maybe there are two of them. I don't know. May- maybe who <laughs> there are. But Joe Biden can say that he could find a cure for Shabbat <laughs> And nobody like sits there and says, dude, 
something's wrong with this guy. Yeah, the, like that reporter that sounded like she had a stroke on air that one day. Yeah. Yeah, which she, I guess she didn't. She just couldn't get the words out. She just yeah. couldn't get the words. Yeah. She it just, has a very dairy, Darison. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I mean, yeah, it was just. It's, something, it's just like that. It, it, it's it's just like that, and so that's what I'm expecting. Is you watch the whole narrative just get completely flipped, and the very thing because the thing is, is that at the, if you really look at both of these guys, there really isn't much difference between the two, you know. But Joe Biden is just an ingrained establishment guy who's been there, you know, for for half a century. And okay, by the way. If if you want to say well Biden hasn't been in Biden's in, been in Delaware for the last three you could you know you that's commutable to Washington D C yeah people, he take, did the, it for people years. take the train from there he easy, did all the time he did yeah so it's he's he's basically I think anything within an hour's drive or even a tr- hour and a half train ride of D C you're an insider there okay but you've got Trump who's really just kind of the swampy guy on the business end of things too and I mean he's got ties with I mean it's just you know neither of them are really strong guys of moral character so that's why I actually think that even though the narrative is going to be flipped the 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 actual impact of a, a Trump re-election or a Biden election isn't really going to be that much. And that's really – this is what I'll close about because I'm all about individual life and liberty and we're all about you know self-governance and everything like this. And this is really – I know I, everything bothers me the most about this election, but this is the one that actually probably takes the cake is the vote as if your life depended on it. First of all – your life doesn't depend on who's president. My life doesn't depend on president. Your, your pocketbook does. Your, your, your pocketbook does. But in reality, I mean, I've been or, in a, or wallet if you wear uh, use a wallet. Well, yeah, it's European. It's not a man purse. Right. Um, <laughs> old Seinfeld reference that probably a lot of people <laughs> won't even get anymore. That disturbs me. Seinfeld gets. But anyways, the, the Seinfeld jokes are going over everybody's head nowadays. But it's also been like twenty years since it's been off. The, 25 years yeah it's, it's been a long time yeah. it's it's i i don't think it's i think a, i think what's the deal with that is probably the only uh yeah it's probably the only thing everyone thing gets yeah. coming back but what, what you know i've been you know i was a professional journalist through the you know through the clinton administration the bush administration the obama administration and now the trump administration okay i was a teenager you know when reagan and bush were presidents so it wasn't like i was a tiny little kid like i mean yes i could technically say i was born when richard nixon was president but he resigned three months later after i was born so okay i wasn't a you know i didn't live through the nixon ford and barely remember the carter you know presidency because i was five yeah you know but anyway so but but i remember just and and one thing that has really been made obvious to me is that the basic day-to-day functions of everyday life hasn't really changed all it might be it we might change have changed the way that we do things you know as far as like things are faster things are more reliable but you know for the most part the vast majority of americans in this country myself included and if you say that your life is so impacted by a president you're either delusional or lying it hasn't really that changed that much the president really hasn't had that much it's good for fodder it's good for but you know what we still get up in the morning when we have jobs we go to work we sit down we figure out a way to pay our bills we you know we make sure that we spend time you know with our wives we make sure that we spend time with our kids we go do social functions some of us go to church some of us go you know all of these things and 
it really wasn't until this year, and it wasn't even on a national level, it was a state level with this COVID stuff, that I that I ever really fully felt the impact of government overreach and oppression. Now, to be fair, yep. you are not a gun owner. Nope. So there's one aspect of, of life that you haven't really nope, been affected. I um I um uh, not that I need a machine gun, nope. um, but I would not mind something on the Armor Light platform, but I'm not allowed to buy that in New York anymore. So there's some government overreach that affects at least conservatives, that doesn't affect liberals. They don't. They don't care. It they don't want to. And, but it, but it also doesn't. And I agree. It doesn't affect. But I mean, you know where I am on Second Amendment stuff, anyway. Yeah, though. you want I, me I, to be able to own whatever I want. I want. Yeah. I want. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, and actually, my not owning a gun is. And so you're right. Actually, the government, like the Safe Act, has no impact on my life. But it impacted me. Own, but it impacted. Yeah, me. I can't. I still can't legally load more than seven rounds into a pistol, even though it can take ten. Even though it can actually take like thirty if you have a rep magazine, but we can't do that in this state either. No. So there's been some government government overreach that, at least for you, you haven't noticed, but other people have but, felt. But other people. Have so done. there's prob. I'm going to use the word privilege. There's probably some things we don't notice from our privilege, not because we're white, because we live in rural areas. No, and I I I I really acknowledge that and everything like that. But at the same at the same time, even though I and and yes, I went to high school in rural upstate New York and stuff like that. I was born. In more urban areas, I grew up as a little smaller kid in urban areas, you know, and stuff like that. I mean, it wasn't like I, you, you know, when I actually really first saw racism firsthand is when I moved back up to upstate New York when I, <laughs> you, you know, and living in a bunch of around white people. I, I mean, it always existed and stuff like that. But I guess like where I lived in D.C. as a kid, which were really it was between the ages of eight and 12 when I lived down there, but those were formidable development years yeah. for, for a kid. So, I mean, it wasn't like I didn't maintain contact and I've seen, you know, it's like, so, so I guess there is a bit of privilege that's coming from there, but you know what? I mean, in reality, people, do you, you still get up in the morning and you're not like, well, what is Joe Biden going to do today? That's going to affect my life. Right. He probably will not cross your mind unless we're talking about him on the podcast here or looking on. And, 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 and you know what? I talk a lot about this stuff. I make a lot of political jokes on. It. I mean, I do like to talk politics, government. Out, outside of COVID, uh, what politicians do doesn't really affect me. Uh, th this is a different year because, because um, obviously the <laughs> the government, the governor shutting down my industry has affected me a lot, and that's government overreach. Uh, the government prevented pre prevented me from getting another job. Exactly. Yeah. So like th this year is a different story, but generally speaking, no matter who's in power, it doesn't matter what the circumstances are. Your life won't change uh, unless you let it. But that's but see, but this is the other thing that I also and I and I thought about this when you were talking about the Safe Act and stuff like that. It's different on a state level. Because I do, you definitely do feel the pinch of government overreach, over taxation. I'm more talking about nationally. Sure. It really, I mean. The 1994 ban on um, AR-15s was the same thing. Yeah. Uh, that was, But that was a national ban. So. But expired. But it was government yeah, overreach. It was. And so, I, so it can happen. It can. Yeah. I'm not saying it doesn't, but yeah. I'm saying in general. If your life depends on who's the president, then maybe you really need to look at <laughs> yeah. wh why are you so dependent on who's running the government? Yeah. Like um, <clears throat> now, uh, you're not trying to get married to a dude or anything, and right now that's no longer a fight. I think no, anywhere. but it used to be a fight. But it used to be a fight. So in that case, that was a national that was a national fight. So that the government not letting that happen is overreach on a national well, level. Well, but here's what I what I see though with the with the changes, and we're talking about these slow changes and stuff like that. Is yes. I'm going to acknowledge that not being a homosexual 
the issue of gay marriage that has no effect, you know, on my life. I've always thought, why do people make such a big deal about it? I think the Supreme Court got it right. There are obviously things that are going to remark- make for fundamental shifts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't necessarily banning gay activity. It was banning gay marriage. It was. Now, I don't want the government involved in marriage anyway. No. And that's that's always and I don't think that the I government ban. should ban gay marriage either. I don't think no, that's no, no. place to do but, that. Uh, but um, it in certain places was and again was. we're talking nationally that so but there are always little things that affect people that wouldn't affect well, and us you, and you will always have those benchmark moments that you know and, and some fights are a long thing and everything you know and i understand that and i don't want to when i say that i don't want to make it sound like that there aren't real issues that are facing this country i don't want to make it sound like that there is no racial inequality mm-hmm. in this country particularly when it comes to police and the black community i I absolutely believe that it is. That's a great example of government overreach. It it really is. And, you know, things like, you know, the drug war and everything like that, that is now there are those impacts on those communities and stuff like that. But the thing is, is that I don't really think there's going to be any fundamental shifts in this country, regardless of who's sitting in the White House anymore. No. The only fundamental shift nationwide I'd like to see is the decriminalization of most drugs. Which That's Oregon did. Oregon did it. Yeah. Um, Oregon's going to win the war on drugs. I didn't. Um, I didn't see uh, psilocybin, but I saw um, acid. I saw a no mushrooms are mushrooms are too. There you go. They actually decriminalized coke and heroin too. <laughs> Good. Good. Great. Yeah, it's not, good. It's, it, not not my problem if see, someone gets addicted but, but to heroin. See, that's where you know what those are the areas though. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna digress because actually you know what I. There are areas that government does have. I got you. I yeah, got you. You did get me. You did get me. <laughs> you did get me on that one. But that's okay. I don't trust the government. That's I all it is. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't trust the government either. That's why the more I want them out and everything, you know, of everything like this. But I think you see, you know, when governments get involved, they kind of screw things up a little bit. And I have an unfair advantage in that I worked for a government agency yeah. that legitimately took people's rights away. So there you go. I wasn't proud of it. No. I needed a job. I didn't know that's what it was when I signed up. <laughs> but I mean, is that, but it's still thing is, and I mean, I can see those things, the fundamental changes that are being national, you know, like statewide and everything like this. And obviously, you know, the fight for you know really true equality, you know, is never going to end in this country, and I don't think it ever really should because I really believe that every single citizen of the United States is entitled to equal protection under the law. I don't yep. care what your skin color is. I don't care who you sleep with. I don't care what's between your legs. You know, I mean, I really do believe that. Uh, do you care if people change what's between their legs? Nope. Ah, you only care if they have to if uh, the the uh, taxpayers have to pay for it. Yeah, but that's for anything. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Look at somebody. Somebody can change their gender five times if they foot the entire bill. That's their business. I don't care. I really don't. Yep. I really don't. But what I'm saying, even like with those, you know, everybody thought that Barack Obama being elected president was going to destroy this nation. It didn't. No. Everybody thought that Donald Trump being elected president was the end season finale of America. It wasn't. Ooh, I will say forcing me to buy health insurance or pay a penalty, that was a national. That was a national. That was a national overreach of government. Okay, Jeff Gobby on this one here. There, yeah, there are that's some. That's a big one. But yeah. I didn't even think about that it one. It is. But, it, but see, those are the things that hit your pocketbook and stuff like that. That's not still affecting, I mean, until this year. I'm, count, I'm not counting the COVID year. Oh, no. That, that yeah. um, I started my own business when that, uh, in the midst of that. In the midst of the Obamacare? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I can't have. 
Like we had about two hundred extra dollars a month, and then we had to start paying for health insurance. Yeah, and it cost us two hundred dollars a month. We had zero money to put away because I was forced to buy shitty health care. And now those, but the, but now those individuals see, and that's but that's the one thing that does wind up happening is a lot of times when bad laws are put into place, sometimes they get fixed a little bit. They do get fixed a little bit. Having a public option is great. Having a mandate is a bad idea. It's a horrible idea, and yeah. they remove the individual penalty. Yes. So yeah. that's why I'm saying like, okay, you know. It's never going yep. to be perfect. And we didn't make enough money to pay for it, and they're like, "Oh, you don't make enough money to pay for it. You don't have to pay for a penalty." I'm like, "Hell yeah!" There you go. Every year, I made less money. You're welcome. There you go. <laughs> but see, the thing is, is that who's sitting in the White House has not destroyed this country, and I mean, and not even no. It just hurts my bank account. It hurts your bank account, and you know what? It makes people hate each other, and it makes people. You know what? I would. I am not going to ever, ever tell anybody who voted for Joe Biden that they were stupid. I think it was a stupid pick, but I don't think they're stupid for making it. It was not their fault the DNC backed Joe Biden. No. Because if they if, if they had put Tulsi up there, they put Yang up there, uh, who else was running? Uh, the, uh, Liz uh, Warren. Uh, I mean, Buttigieg. Well, I don't, whatever, oh. Lauren. Whatever. Oh, you have the Marianne Williamson, the hugs lady. Mm, right. Like, they could have put a bunch of other people up there, and I'd be like, oh, nice, you voted for Yang. Cool. Yeah. I, I I I don't just respect that. I I like that you did. Yeah. As opposed to, I respect that you voted for Joe Biden. I understand why you did it. I don't agree with it. No, <laughs> I don't. And and the thing is, is that I think that in and in this day and age, I think that in order to justify Joe Biden as being better than Donald Trump, you ha- it requires a massive amount of mental gymnastics to do mm. it. But it also requires a lot of mental gymnastics to think that Donald Trump is a good man and a good president for this country because he hasn't been a good president for this country. There, there is Donald Trump has more going against him on the personal side of things than Joe Biden does big time because he's trying mostly because joe biden knows who his constituents are and they know who he is donald trump has been has to try to convince the evangelical right to vote for him even though he's like the worst kind of person there is no i mean he breaks all ten commandments on a daily basis probably didn't kill anybody well uh drones yeah but now the drones now he kills people so he really breaks all ten commandments you know and everything like that and that's you know i mean but i also don't think that joe biden's a good guy either i mean he's got some really shady dealings in his past he's right you know what the hunter you know what you could say all you want the hunter biden laptop thing was incredibly damning and i if he lost that would have been why i think i think it would have been why um i do think that maybe the suppression of that story might have hurt Trump a little bit because if that was more widely, but then again, everybody knew about it. I mean, it was so. Um, Hunter Biden never went to jail, did he? No, he was never arrested for it. No, nothing. No. I don't want him to be. I don't think anybody should be arrested for possession of any no. kind of drugs. Uh, but Kamala, uh, where, where did he live when it happened? Delaware, Delaware. Ah, okay. Um, that's um. Kamala, Kamala had nothing to do with it. No, I mean that's the whole thing. <laughs> that, that's but but, uh, but again, but again, he's sitting there smoking crack cocaine with hookers. His father's the one who wrote the crack cocaine laws that put a disproportionate amount of black men yeah. in jail. Now, like the, I, I understand. I, I've been the recipient of some unfair treatment where, like, I might get pulled over for speeding, and they're like, "Oh, you're a cop's kid," or "Oh, you work for the state police." Oh, okay, and like I get let off. Yeah, you get let off. Um, that's speeding. Yeah. Yeah. If I was caught with crack. I think I think I'd probably still get arrested. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My dad would probably do it um, himself. Oh. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and would probably tack on a couple of extra felonies just. To- <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just kidding. Bill. These are disappointment charges. Yeah, these are disappointment <laughs> charges. Yes, we have you on felony possession of crack cocaine, but I'm also going to get you on disturbing the peace and just being a general. We do play drums in here after ten o'clock sometimes, but my neighbors don't care. Disturbing well, the peace. Proved a lot of this stuff. It's, pre- it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dad doesn't listen to this show. I'm sure. <laughs> but you know. Yeah, so I mean, I he'll arrest me for cussing. Yeah. Well, it is, and I'm just saying, like, but but a lot of the problems that you're also seeing, you know, divisively and everything like that, are really it's it's more it's it, it's more localized and systemic than it does from whoever's sitting in the freaking White House. Mm-hmm. Okay, Congress wreaks more havoc on the United States than the president, does. and they can stay there longer, and they can stay there longer. Um, that's where that's where our focus should be. Term limits always come up, but I only hear people on the right talk about term limits. I don't hear a lot of people on the left talk about we it. We have term limits. They're called election days. Yeah, just vote them out. Let's <laughs> go. Run, run yourself. I was considering like what what local things could I run could I run for um, under the libertarian ticket? Like what what would it be? Yeah, I don't want to do it, but I'm sure someone does. Well, you know the thing is though is that and we're gonna you know what this. I have a lot of questions about the partisanship for local elections and everything like that, which is a great topic once this thing gets settled and everything like that, because I'm not entirely sure that party politics should come into play in local elections. I I don't think so either, which is why running... I mean, Libertarian's still a party, but running, just running. Just running. I mean, it was, you know, because the thing is, is that, like, I will be convinced that party affiliation matters in a local election if you could tell me the Democratic National Committee's stance on garbage pickup. Right, they don't care about that. They, they, they have no, they have no say. They have because no it's not knowledge. Because a Democrat or Republican matter. Yeah, everyone needs that. Th- that's actually like um a, 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 a public good. Is that what that is? Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I, but, but, but we're talking about these localities and the issues that they deal yeah. with. I don't expect the DNC to know the best methods for garbage pickup or the best schedule to do it in or the, the village type of Mayfield. Or blacktop to put on roads when they need to be repaved. No one in New York knows what kind of blacktop to put down on well, roads. Well, yeah, that's a different... <laughs> but, you know, I, I just think that, you know, I mean, when people are sitting there talking about, you know, their life depending on it and everything like that, the fact that there are people who actually think that way is telling me you are relying way too much on or caring way too much about what the government does. Does. And really, maybe if we stop caring too much about what they do and say and everything like that, maybe that'd be the best way to rein them in a little bit and stuff like that, because it's going to be like, screw you. And I got to tell you right now, it happened already this year with, you know, Governor Cuomo and his COVID restrictions. I know quite a few businesses that actually on the down low just opened when they reopened when they felt like it. Yeah, uh, we we are technically uh, not closed. We simply can't operate because there are no events to. But we still do them. Right. Um, I do follow the the CDC guidelines because I really don't want to get sick and I don't want to make people uncomfortable. Right. Well, and that's that's the other thing too is that I mean it's you know I mean it's this is the whole idea of just like not being a dick you know to, yeah. to other people it's just like we don't need to do this. Um, I had dinner with a with an old friend. Well, actually, a new friend who is an old friend's husband. Uh, that uh, he said, you know, the government's only job is to protect me from you. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I can get behind that. And he's yeah. a pretty libertarian, dude. Yeah. Um, but he, he, when he said that, I was like, you know, that was put very succinctly. Like, granted, I can protect myself from most other people. Right. I wear a mask to protect myself and other people. Right. If the government has to mandate mask wearing, I actually think it might be, um, it might be in their in their uh, job description for the government to do the job description. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, I think they're they're within their rights. The government is within their rights to say no. You need to wear a mask to protect other people, and that's 
Well, that's also the NAP. It's the non-aggression principle. Is like you know, don't hurt other people or take their stuff. Yeah, there is the there is a chance that I had COVID at one point, and I might still have, uh, or, or have come in contact with somebody that has it. So sure. And Listen, I, I got to tell you, a couple of weeks ago. I was having a hard time kicking over a cold. And mm-hmm. I, that guy got worried about that just a little bit until yeah. it was like, nah, it's just a cold. You right, know? right in the beginning of April is when I, when I got a pretty rough cold, and like so did so did my wife, and so did one of the dudes that uh, that's here all the time. And I'm like, oh man, oh man, maybe we, maybe we got it because I I didn't have any shows right away. Like right. All, all my all my gigs got canceled for St. Patrick's Day, right. but um, uh, we had one guy running another one, and then some of my lights went to another show. So I I brought some hardware over to it. So I was in a crowd. For about ten minutes, 10 minutes yeah. um, and that was before masks were readily available everywhere. I didn't even have a handkerchief. I just kind of walked around with it. Well, they didn't really even start in with the masks until a month into this. No, but I but I know that masks like stop bacteria and viruses from getting in if they're if they're airborne. It does, and I mean you know that's you know, but I mean these these are all like things that are just like you know just like don't be a jerk to other people mm-hmm. you know i mean you can still be who you are you can still be you yeah. know because the fact of the matter is is that i woke up this morning and you know what when they declare joe biden the winner i'm gonna wake up the next morning and then be like oh, joe okay. biden won. great he's the president you know <laughs> my taxes might go up a little bit they but, might. but right now uh honestly i'm getting i'm on the government teat so I, I at this point i'm like you know what I paid into unemployment for a long time. So did I. So uh, I'm I'm just gonna sit here and take it until they get rid of it. Hopefully they don't get rid of it before the industry comes back, though. Ugh. Yeah. If you guys want to donate to the to Charlie's Angle, uh, just let us know. We'll send you a Venmo link. <laughs> yeah. Or Why you not? can. Just, yeah. Actually, you know that in Facebook Messenger, you can send money right straight. I'm through. not putting that on. I'm not putting that on Facebook. No, There's I no way. No. <laughs> I would. Sorry, Zuck. No. <laughs> No, you can through Messenger though, so like send money. Oh, I know. PayPal, I'm right? not. I'm not doing that. No, I don't need. I'm, I, not, I, I'm not. I'm not getting zucked. I'm not doing that. You know what? I, I, I get. Uh, it's gas money that I send to my kids. <laughs> that's what I use the Messenger <laughs> for. I mean, that's all it is. I'm, I'm actually. I'm not really paranoid. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, it's, um, it is fine. But again, actually, you want to talk about the security of things? If I could send my kids regularly gas money and they could pay me back just by doing that. The votes are pretty. The voting system yeah. can be secure. like like Venmo is super secure for sending money. PayPal had some problems a couple of years they ago, did. which is why I don't use PayPal. No, I, I mean I don't really like using those either until I see that they're secure. Yeah. Like, because the thing is, is that like in my family, um, everybody was using that, but I refused to for the longest time. I'm like, no, if you need some gas, oh, I just money, got it two years ago. Yeah, uh, you know, um, I, like, I pay my I pay my, my not my employees, my my other business partners with. Like with Venmo because yeah. it's faster that way. Well, and I mean, once I saw that it was okay, then I was like, okay, I'll do that. But I'm like, I'm not getting involved in that right away because I don't trust anything so mm-hmm. yep, that's until right. until I know it's right. But anyway, so we're gonna probably have a few more shows, you know, about this. I mean, two and a half hours right now is we've just scratched the surface. And yeah, you know that. And I wish I had more time because it'd be really nice to do it. You know, one a day here on everything. So look, at, we know that by the time some of you might listen to this, this might all be. You, you know, old news, but, you know, there are some things in here that I think that we talked about that, you know, either they're lessons learned or they're things that we can look to, you know, in the future. Um, but here's I'm just going to close and say this, like, I do not care who you voted for. It does not. It is not going to affect my impression of you as a person or my feelings about you as an individual, because I'm also a I'm not 12 and. B, I know that people are not defined by who they vote for, and they shouldn't be defined by who they vote for. That vote is between them and anybody else, and 
that's where it should end. So anyways, that was our, you know, thanks for hanging around for as long as you did. I mean, feel free, obviously, to listen to this in dribs and drabs if you need to. I'm telling you this at the end of the show instead of the beginning. But, you know, for those of you who are, you know, stuck around, thanks for listening. Share this out. I'm sure that this is going to get a lot more crazy before it settles down. But that'll just, like I said, it will give us more, you know, fodder for future shows. So anyways, for Jeff Pitcher, I am Charlie Crable. Have a good one, guys. <laughs>